Welcome, gentles all, to a very special episode of Tabletop Potluck, the diverse actual play podcast that showcases and discusses pen and paper RPGs. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Why is today so special, you ask, invisible listener? Because in order to showcase Wizards of the Coast's upcoming D&D supplement, Morden Kanan's Tome of Foes, 23 podcasts are running one-shots of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, featuring monsters and lore from the book. It's Podcast of Foes! If you haven't listened to any of the other podcasts that are part of this event, go ahead, check them out. Your new favorite podcast, other than us, might just be waiting for you. As I said before, today we are playing the big one. The OG. The granddaddy of tabletops. We're playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, published by Wizards of the Coast. You can find more information at dnd.wizards.com and can purchase it pretty much anywhere. It really doesn't need more of an introduction than that, so let's go around and introduce ourselves. Starting on my right, please tell me your name, your character's name, race, and class, and also your favorite D&D creature. Oh. <laughs> fuck. Hi, fuck. I'm Noah. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ray. I'm going to be playing Ioana, the Shatterkai Grave Cleric. That's right, folks. Shatterkai are back. And I guess my favorite creature is Changelings, because that was the first real D&D character I ever played, and I have a soft spot for them, and they're my children. Hi, I'm Charlotte. I will be playing Kor the One-Tusked, but his friends call him Bean. Uh, he is the half-orc druid, Circle of the Moon. Um, and my favorite, uh, I mean, I, I love the half-orcs. I play the half-orcs a lot. I love the half-orcs. <laughs> my name is Megan. I'm playing Masika, the Yuan-Ti Pureblood Conquest Paladin. And my favorite random D&D thing is the Myconid race. Well, the little mushroom people. Mm. What is their stats? For, for playable. Yeah, for, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Um, my name is Sally. I am playing Mutu Skywatcher Thuliaga. She is called Moo by friends. She is a Goliath barbarian. And I just found my favorite D&D creature, Air Elemental Mimberdin. Is that how you pronounce it? Remedon. Remedon, thank you. They look really cool. I never fought one and I want to. <laughs> okay. Well, you're in luck. Oh, wait. I... Here it is. <laughs> For once, you're not the dungeon master, Marquez. No. no. What, uh, what's your barbarian path, Sally? Storm Herald. Ugh. Hi, my name is Matthew James Marquez. I am playing Quiz Surname, the School of Invention Gazerai Wizard. My favorite D&D creature is the Beholder, because beauty is in the eye of it. Mm. <laughs> Finally, my name is Noah Heinrich, your dungeon master, and my favorite creatures in D&D are Madrons, because oh. I love pure beings of law and logic who are actually just adorable, weird, clumsy things. It's a good choice. Mm. We're all making And, choices. yeah, to- wizards, Tome of Foes doesn't have any Madrons, zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, in preparation for today, much like Morden Kanan himself, I've been poring over the Tome of Foes, and I have created a short one-shot for this level 7 adventuring party, which is the highest level that most of us have ever played, so this is going to be a lot of very interesting. So without further ado, let's get started. 
The five of you were once an adventuring party of some renown. You liberated a lizard folk tribe from the rule of a tyrannical black dragon. You defended the city of Locris from a hobgoblin legion. Then after years of adventuring, two years ago in fact, you defeated your nemesis, the night hag Nanny Virtue. Once you'd put a stop to her evil, you decided it was time to part ways. And just real quick, I'd like each of you to say what your character has been doing, you know, in a sentence or two over the last two years. Starting on my right again. So in the time since our party has been split up, Joanna returned to the Shadowfell with the knowledge she has gleaned from the mortals. She helps maintain the Raven Queen's temple and speaks with the wayward souls to help nudge them on to whatever plane they're meant to end up on. Uh, Bean has been uh, probably traveling off on his own, still trying to find whatever uh, people he can help uh, with his folk hero nature and trying to find whatever destiny awaits for him. I don't know what the hell is with all these cars. Mm. I think there's just a biker game. They're just here. <laughs> there's just there's some a, bikers outside. There's a bike game. Bike PG. Masika married her girlfriend and had a baby. She had a baby. A oh, baby. <laughs> What's the baby's name? Femi. Mm. I was quizzing you. Good job, you passed. <laughs> <laughs> Good parent, A+. Plus. Remember my own child's name. Mm. 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 Halfway there. <laughs> okay. Um, Moo actually has been adventuring around with Quiz. We've been learning more things about people in the land and just in general walking around, helping whoever we can. Yeah, and I'll say uh, our most recent venture was a uh, leather working competition. Uh, Quiz is a, a guild member, and so we went to a leather working competition in which Quiz lost the competition to John Pino. <laughs> Who I hate entirely. So after two years of most of you not seeing each other, not being together as a group, you all got a sending from an old friend. Once upon a time when the five of you first met, and you know, you all are kind of a motley bunch in the majority human halfling dwarf area. Most people wouldn't really want to have you guys around maybe. As a group, you're all kind of outsiders. But a gnome map maker named Pollen Silverleaf gave you guys a chance when nobody else would. And so wherever you were in the world, an image of Pollen appeared in front of you and said this message. Hello, friends. It pains on me to call you again when you're all so busy, but I am in dire need of your services once again. As you know, my sister, Philan, is a very successful toy maker. She lives out in the foothills of the Grey Top Mountains. She's a bit of an eccentric, but she's also quite brilliant. If you've seen those delightful wind-up nights or those annoying spinning discs the kids are so obsessed with these days, chances are it's a silver leaf. We normally write to one another regularly, but I haven't heard from anything from her or her wife in several weeks. Now, mail is always coming slow from the mountains, and it could be that she simply got absorbed in a new project and forgot to write. But times being what they are, I fear for her safety. If you could head out that way and check on her, it would mean the world to me. I, I can't pay you much, but you know, I'll, I'll pay you whatever I can, and you really can't put a pe price on peace of mind after all. With love, Paul and Silverleaf. 
So you all got that message, and I'm assuming you all will answer this call, otherwise we don't have an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> no. So did uh, did two uh, show up in front of each of individual Mu and me were traveling together, so did two show up? Yes, they did. Okay. <laughs> but actually the thing of it is you're the only one who can see yours, so you both saw different ones but couldn't see each other's ones. Oh, and okay. there's probably a lot of wacky confusion that happened. Yeah. So after you get this call, just like you did once long ago, you meet at the Crooked Knee, a tavern set at the crossroads. It's a seedy place and it hasn't changed a bit since you last laid eyes on it. From here, it's an easy trip to the Great Top Mountains, among other places, so it's pretty packed. As each of you walk in, the bartender, a fabulously dressed tabaxi whose name you never asked, <laughs> nods at each of you approvingly. So, who arrives first? Not me! I would say that maybe Masika does. She's pretty ready to get back out there. Great. So you walk in... You weren't expecting Pollen to meet you here because he lives pretty far from there and you know where to find his sister. This is just a very good meeting up place before moving on. You see a collection of humans, halflings. Uh, quick question. So, Yuan-Ti, mm-hmm. uh, purebloods, what do they normally look like? They, sadly, are <laughs> the ones that are really humanoid looking. Uh, so the only thing that really makes her look different is that she has snake eyes and she does have a forked tongue. She also kind of always looks like she just got out of the shower. Like, <laughs> her hair is just constantly damp and long. Alright, so, but you could pass as human yes. if you needed to. Alright, so do you, what do you do? I'm you gonna go up to the bar and get an ale. Mm-hmm. The bartender says, Oh, hey, yeah, the usual, right? And passes you your usual, which is a thing that you can decide. It is. And I don't feel like deciding. You don't need to know. So I flip a coin, and Mm -hmm. I take it, and I drink. All right. Who arrives next? I'll (laughs) say Quiss and Moo arrive uh, in short order. Uh, (laughs) Which we are definitely not the local type of people to walk in. Uh, a Goliath and a Githzerai, uh walking in, uh, and especially the way that Quiss is dressed. Uh, you know, he has kind of like a steampunk mechanical leather armor on uh, with like goggles and like a pink mohawk coming up above his head. So yeah, he's he stands out like a, st- a sore thumb. The I mean, chatter of the tavern kind of goes silent as the two of you walk in. Well, I was gonna ask him, like, what is the what is people's reaction when we walk in? I'm, I'm an eight foot tall woman, yeah. <laughs> covered in leather and fur. <laughs> uh, when they when they stop, uh, Quiz will go like, "What? Hey, what what are you looking at? Hey, y'all, nobody meets your eye <laughs> except for Masika, who recognizes your voice." Masika! What up? Hi! Hello. Did you get the the yes. thing? Uh, Moo and I got the thing. It was a, We got it both at the same time, you know? I assume I did as well. Oh, well, yeah, that that's... Oh! Pollen! Hey! 
Bones not here. Oh, Bones not here. Never mind. <laughs> Have you been drinking? <laughs> no, I never touched the stuff. Maybe you should. No, I move. Yes, please. Give me. Yes. Can you get my usual walk? I'm not. I don't mean to boss you around. I can get it myself. I just. Then why don't you? Okay, I will then. Hey, the the boxy guy. What? Sorry, I, ne- I never asked your name. And I never gave it. What's up? What's your name? <laughs> Six Lantern. <laughs> ah, Six Lantern. Uh, I'll have me the usual. So, just unfiltered water, right? Yeah. No, don't give me that bubbly stuff. You know I hate it. Raw I know, it gives water. you wicked gas, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... Uh, one of those uh, little umbrellas in it, though, right? Oh, always. Always. The, pink. You got pink? You know, pink's my favorite color. And I, I keep a supply of pink just for you. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I don't come around that often. I appreciate your bartending skills. Moo's gonna give a look to the bartender as well and just give a nod asking for her usual as well. Uh, yep. So the tabaxi kind of turns around brings back a martini glass full of just regular unfiltered water with a little pink <laughs> umbrella in it, then has to, with like both hands, lift up like this massive flagon and just drops it in front of you and says, I don't know what this stuff is. I get it imported from the mountains. You enjoy it. I think it might be rock polish. Thank you. And I, I'll pay for my Quiz's drink, too. You're a good friend. Yes, Quiz. And I, yes, it- I down mine in one shot and I just go, <laughs> Nectar of the gods! <laughs> so, Would someone else like to make an entrance at this point? Bean will uh, open the door of the tavern quite loudly and stomp on through. The patrons see this big old seven foot tall half orc, big bulky dude wearing leather and furs, just like uh, Moo. He'll walk up to the bar. Oh, hey, it's Bean! Hello! Hey, Bean! Hey, everybody, it's Bean! Hi, guys! And, like, a few muffled cheers come from the back. They heard. <laughs> Bean's well-liked. Hi, Bean. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? It's been so long. Oh, I know. It's been way too long. We've been... Actually, me and Quiz have been traveling together. Yeah. Oh, together. That's so nice. I'm glad you guys stuck together. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, with uh, me being... Uh, you know, a wizard and all, and weak as heck. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I got this uh, big, strong friend at my side. It's true. You do have a very poor constitution. Yes, uh, it's it's kind of one of the weaker points of uh, my chosen path. It gets in the way sometimes. Well, I know. Hey, I, I remember. <laughs> well, hey, now what? What is this? Uh, is this ganging up on me? I don't. Really appreciate it that much, to be honest. I missed you, old friend. Oh, I missed you, Bean. You old Bean. <laughs> That's me. They're pretty young, actually. Young Bean, you should say. <laughs> you know, when I was thinking of what character voices you guys would pick, that was definitely the last <laughs> one I saw coming. <laughs> so, thanks. Would Joanna like to make an appearance? Joanna sweeps through the door in her purple and maroon robes which are dusted with topsoil and she almost definitely came straight from Shadowfell by climbing out of an unmarked grave like you do. (laughs) Hey, does anyone, does anyone smell grave dirt? And she, her translucent skin is probably like 
glowing even more terrifyingly because of the candlelight around and just kind of stares at everything with her big pure black eyes and goes, Friends, <laughs> I missed you so much. It has been an amount of time, I am sure. Yana, we missed you too. Indeed it has been an amount of time. Yes. Would you like something to drink, Yoana? Drink. Yes, to drink. Yes. She sweeps up to the bar and just, whatever is good. Uh, for you, Yoana, it hands you a vial of something marked formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> can, can Moo put a little bit of top flow on there? I ain't nothing stopping you. Just scrape gonna... it off the bottom of yep, your boot. Yep, yep, just put it right in there. Wait, from your boot or from me? From my boot. Is Sharing this... is caring. Is this a ritual when greeting old friends? Yes, yes it is. She downs the whole thing and gives like an appreciative lip smack and <laughs> I can feel the camaraderie emanating throughout me. Thank you. You made her eat dirt! She came from dirt, it's okay. Hey, Mr. Bartender, do you have any almond milk? <laughs> Six Lantern looks at you and goes, do you know? The environmental effects the production of almond milk has. What? Yeah, of course I've got almond milk. Oh. Here you go. Oh, thanks. Yeah, some of us I... are lactose intolerant. Well, I'm trying out this vegan thing for a little while, see how it goes. I'm not sure about it yet, but... How long have you been on it? Uh, a couple months. How are you feeling? I miss meat. Yeah, are you any stronger, any weaker, anything like that? I'm actually real interested in that. Well, I did level up recently. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I got this new theory about uh, eating less breads, but like considering we live in this, you know, kind of medieval society, you know, it's not, it's really hard to cut carbs back. I forgot how strange you all are. Yes, you did. <laughs> right back at you. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you. I like you. Like everyone, I love my friends. It's good to be back. It's good to have you guys back, says Six Lantern. So why are you guys back anyway? Things are almost peaceful around here. We have almost. been tasked with checking up on Pollen Silverleaf's sister. Have you heard of her recently? Oh yeah, Philin. Yeah, Philin, I haven't... Uh, well, hmm. I guess she hasn't been by... You know, nobody from the Warren's been by for a while, now come to think of it. Huh. Well, yeah, I hope she's all right. You know, she's a bit of a bit of a weirdo, but you yeah. know, she's she got my she got my cousin this really cool kind of wind up cat cat toy. It was pretty awesome. Is it peculiar that you have not heard of anyone from an entire place for some time? Well, it's one of those things out of sight, out of mind. You know how it is with gnomes. They generally keep to themselves, and when they show up, it's awesome. But then they go, and you just kind of forget about them. It's, I I think that's racist. I mean, according to this book I have, and he picks out Mordenkind. <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing that gnomes like it that way. They like being over overlooked. It's how they you know they're they're little, so it's how they kind of survive. And you know, like I said, they only show up once in a blue moon. It's kind of a hike out here. It's not they do most of their drinking at home. I think Moo is nodding really hard because she is eight foot eight feet tall. And she does not see the gnomes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Quiz is just gonna go. You know that cat. You know that's an that's a custom silver leaf. 
You understand that? You know how much that could sell in the market? I know it was a gift and everything, but like, I can, I, I'm, I'm a tinker myself, you know, and that is a hot commodity, a custom silver leaf. Is tinker what they're calling it these days? Was that a joke about, about what? I thought it would be funny. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> I enjoy you. I enjoy you as well, Yolanda. She gives you a hug, but her uh, forearms are completely <laughs> flat and just kind of pat, pat on the back. I see her stuff just encases in the square. Yep. God, I love us. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are coming out that way, you know, I hope everything's okay. But one quick thing. If you see Lou, give him a big hug from me, okay? Of course. Lou? Love that guy. What is a Lou? Lou's my buddy. You'll, you'll know Lou when you meet Lou. Don't worry. Is yep. it because he always says Lou? Or does he wear a sign or something? Or a funny hat, perhaps? What? He's, he's Lou. He's Lou. You know what? You know what? He's... Ah, what? He's got... He's got this really cool stick. Okay. If you see that stick, you'll know it's Lou. <laughs> Joanna takes out her journal and just writes one entire page... Lou with three question marks. You guys don't remember Lou? I don't really. Guys, you gotta you gotta pay attention to each individual person we meet on our adventures. You know, Lou is like third month of adventuring. Like, Word of God, you have never met Lou. Joanna's <laughs> fr- flipping furiously through her journals and going, "I'd Lou, no, I don't have that indexed anywhere. Lou, Lou." Chris, do you know how many hatchling names I have had to memorize in the past year? No, no, I don't know how many hatchling names you've had to memorize. Yeah, how how many? How many do you have to memorize? Yeah, yeah, really, how many? My child is very popular. You have a child? Wait, you have a kid? Oh, yes, I had a child. You should write more. (laughs) You should let us know how you're doing. Maybe you should write more. Have you not been getting my letters? I can't believe we weren't invited to the baby shower. Why are we showering the baby? That's what I was going to ask. (laughs) Obviously, you are a superior parent if your decision was wise if you did not know. Well, obviously, you don't need to shower the baby. She's always wet. (laughs) (laughs) I was so worried that you guys wouldn't get a good dynamic. I couldn't have worried. (laughs) I barely have to do anything. This forgets itself. You'd understand. Do you got like a portrait of her? No. Yep. Why, why would I have that with me on the roads? So you can look at it and reminisce and say, oh, this is what I'm fighting for. Let's be honest, I would lose it. <laughs> you know what? When you're right, you're right. And you're right. <laughs> you're always losing things. This is well established. <laughs> We've definitely played these characters before. And you would have fooled me, to be honest. <laughs> well, let's let's head out, guys. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm always willing and ready for a new adventure. Yeah, let's yeah. go. And maybe we will procure our own silver leaf original. I mean, I could make you something. I'm, you know, I again, I'm a tinkerer myself. I I just recently lost a competition. Actually, I just. 
I, I could make you something. He came really close in the competition. Oh, because I was going to say, if you lost it, it's not really that impressive. <laughs> Bean. <laughs> well, well, second place is much more impressive. Yeah. So congrats. Quiz, you are a wonderful tinker, but you cannot make me a Silverleaf original. That is all I meant. I would love a surname original. Will do. I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that. Pat, Pat. Thank you. I, I enjoy your random pats. Did you actually pat him? Or, just or did you say pat, 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 pat? That was for the audience. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's head out. Where where the hell are we going? We know. The five of you leave the tavern and head on the road to the east towards the Grey Top Mountains. The mountaintops rise in front of you, and the road is clear. It's a cool but sunny day with not much wind which makes the uphill climb, you know, a little more tolerable. So it only takes you, it's a hike of a few hours to get to Silverleaf Morin, which is the site of Phil and Silverleaf's workshop. And the closer you get, you start to see a plume of smoke from a chimney or something like that. So it's not like anything's burning to the ground yet. Yeah. You never know with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the closer you get though, you can see something and you can't really explain it. Ahead of you, the ground is covered by a group of what look like large rocks left haphazardly around the field, and scattered around the rocks are personal effects. Walking sticks, bedrolls, backpacks, enough to supply a very large group of people. But the strangest thing is the creature that is seems to be chewing on one of the rocks. Looks like an insect made of overlapping bronze plates. It has two telescoping eye stalks that kind of look around left and right, kind of impartially. And it would almost be cute if it weren't for the fact that it was the size of a large dog and has a very large, nasty set of sharp-toothed jaws, which are just kind of very patiently just clanging around one of the rocks but not piercing it. Chunk, chunk, chunk. What do you guys do? I'm tempted to cast Speak with Animals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that may or may not be a good idea, though. <laughs> We'll do the are stupid you, thing. Are you gonna ex- what what level spell slot is that? It's a level, it's a level one spell. Oh, oh listen, I want to know what this boy's deal is. Lesson number one: do something stupid. If it doesn't work, oh well. Let's go for it then. Yeah, I will cast speak with animals. What happens when you cast speak with animals on something that's not an animal? <laughs> that's a good question. That was kind of what I was trying to figure out. Um, uh, I can speak with any other animal around, <laughs> uh, but um, a nearby frog goes, "Hey." What's up? Hey, man. Do you know what that thing is? Nuh-uh. It's weird, right? It's pretty weird. Well, see ya. And he jumps into a nearby <laughs> pond. Bye! There's what? a pond! <laughs> what does this sound like to everyone else? Croaking. Okay. That's it. Beans lost it. You know I... I'm a... You know I'm a druid. Yeah? I just said you lost it. You... Well, okay, anyway, that thing's not an animal because I can't speak with it. Oh. What arcane knowledges did you learn from your new friend? It's That thing is weird, it said. And I agreed with it. It is pretty weird. He is wise. So he right is. now you guys are about 50 feet away from it, by the way. Hmm. So just so you guys know. So it's just chewing on the rock, yep. but not the items? And are we sure the rock's not a person? You could make a perception ch- or an investigate check, probably. I'll investigate. <laughs> hey, wisdom is a good thing that I have. 
I'll allow perception and or survival for this as well. Nice. Cool. I'm proficient in survival. So am I. I'm bad at both. Um, 19 for survival. I have a 21. Well, fine. <laughs> I have a 20 for perception. 16 for perception. 13. All right. Well, actually, all of you. Really? Yeah. This wasn't a particularly hard thing. On closer inspection, these aren't rocks. They're shells. Like shells. very large turtle shells. Oh. And as you like, are there turtles still in them? Who like who here is like really getting? Is anyone getting really close to one? Uh, I'll, I mean, we'll start sneaking forward a little bit. Yeah. Same. Same with. Me. All right. So as you get close to one of the shells, do you hear a voice go? Psst. Hey, buddy. Uh, yes. I mean, yes. Yes. You guys should get out of here. It's not safe. What is that thing? I don't know. It just started attacking us, and you know, luckily it can't seem to fight through the old. The old shell here, but it's not giving up. Are you a turtle? I'm a turtle. A turtle. <laughs> oh. So is is the turtle speaking common? Can you understand this? As well? Yeah, it is speaking common. Cool. Okay. So everyone who is near the, this turtle can hear it speaking from inside the shell. It's kind of got an echoey effect because it's not peeking its head out. Yeah, that's fair. Well, do you need our help? We're this is kind of what we do. Uh, yeah, I guess. I most things we just. I have it in our shells and wait for them to give up, but this thing just keeps chewing and chewing and chewing. Oh, well, we'll take care of it for you. Well, m- much obliged. Just be careful. That thing looks like a nasty piece of work. <laughs> so do. Now that we know that it is not an animal, Joanna is going to, from her robes, take out her helm of comprehending languages, put it on, and just loudly say, Please stop! So when you address it, the thing... Like, eye stalks raise up about two inches and both turn to look at you. <laughs> and do you get any closer? If it does not move otherwise threateningly, I approach it. And once you get about within 15 feet of it, it stops chewing, backs off a bit, and then just dives into the ground and starts burrowing in, sending up just a shower of dirt into the air. And before you know it, it's just, it's just gone. <laughs> that was either good or bad. We did it! We accomplished the thing we set out to do. We're heroes. We're victorious. Moo's gonna kneel down and ask the turtles, are you all right? Yeah, none of us are hurt, but uh, Lou's over there is gonna have divots in his shell for weeks. Lou. And then uh, the turtle that had been chewed on peeks its head out and stands up on uh, hands and legs. Yeah, so turtles, they look like humanoid tortoises. They're pretty cute. And Lou picks up a staff that was lying next to him. And it is a pretty cool stick. <laughs> it's got some like very elaborate designs on it, some feathers, you know, some beads. It's very nice. So Lou, do we all hug him? Lou's gonna go and grab Lou by the shell and pick him up while screaming his name. Just like just like one long like, Lou! Lou! It's like oh, hi friend, I don't know who you are, but I guess you're pretty happy to see me. Six Lantern says hi. Oh, Six Lantern. Yeah, he's a good he's a good guy. He's splendid. Hey guys, look! It's Lou and Moo! Ah! <laughs> oh, your name's Moo? Yes. Oh, that's a very good name. I'd appreciate it if you could put me down now. We'll never let you down, Lou. Ha! Huh. <laughs> I see what you did there, but I would really like to have my feet on the ground. <laughs> yeah, Moo puts Lou down. Thank you. Oh, who, who are you folks? What are you doing here? Did we have an adventuring name when we were adventuring together? <laughs> we must have. 
Those assholes. <laughs> Is that what you're going with? Absolutely not. We're the, the five outsiders. The knee breakers. We could be five Ooh. guys. No, no, no. I kind of like the knee breakers, actually. Okay, well, the knee breakers. It's, it does sound kind of like a little bit more mafia-ish, perhaps. Yeah, it's fine. But... It oh, I was thinking the crooked knee. Well, yeah, still, the knee breakers. The knee breakers. <laughs> oh, the knee breakers. Yeah, you're the ones that put down all, all Dan- nanny virtue, right? That's yes. us. Yep. The very same. Oh, the world's a better place without her in it, so thank you. But what are you, again, what are you doing here? We are currently on a more domestic mission. We, we seek the name I always forget. Phil and Silverleaf. Jinx. (laughs) I owe you some sort of carbonated beverage. A sarsaparilla, perhaps. Well, you know that gives me gas. This was previously (laughs) established. Well, good thing she doesn't owe it to you. Well, I'd want one. You don't get a whole close. round of carbonated and one non-carbonated beverage when we return victorious. But first, what do you know of Phil and Silverleaf? We come by here now and then because it's a, you know, pick up some toys for the little ones. And uh, I got this nice watch that she always is a, a, a treat at fixing. It's not very waterproof, so it keeps on breaking, but she keeps on fixing it, which is mighty, mighty kind of her. Is it broken now? Yeah, that's why we were on our way and we were... Well, I could fix it. Oh, you really think so? Oh, yeah, sir. Oh, sure. And he takes off this watch around his wrist and hands it to you. Yeah, I'll take out my tinker's tools. I'll put it on. Uh, does anyone have any flat surface or anything like that? One of the turtles gets down, puts <laughs> his shell, gets into his shell, and just goes, here you go. This is, this is, you're the most helpful person I've ever met on my adventures. Why, Moog, thank you. Moog glares at you. Well, okay, besides my... Valiant friends and protectors, the knee breakers. I, you know, I enjoy and appreciate you a lot. You Otherwise, better. I'd be dead probably. You better. And so I'm going to use my tinker's tools that I am proficient in. Okay. To fix a to fix watch. It. Oh. It's a six. <laughs> don't do it. Probably don't do it. You take apart this watch and you have no idea how it works. You've never seen construction like this before. It's a silver leaf original. You gotta go to the source. You know, there's. You see that? That is a part that is custom made. No one else has it but the silver leaves. Wink. You can count on gnomes to always make things so that no one else can understand them. That's for sure. It's 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 rough, man. But it is good proprietary safety. You know, you can't you can't fool someone if you know what that piece is. It's okay. It's okay, Quiz. We understand. First the leather working competition, now this. Yep, yep, that's well, how it goes. I appreciate your trying anyway, but I mean, I, it may have to stay broke because the minute we got anywhere near the warren, that thing just burst out of the ground and started trying to take a bite out of us. So we got into our shells and decided to wait it out like we always do, and it, I don't know, it doesn't look not like any animal or monster that I've ever encountered. Perhaps it might not be safe for you to continue forward, but if you trust us with your watch, we can bring it with us. Oh, all right. I'll be, we'll be heading down river, so if you're come that way, and just look for Lou. Everybody knows who I am, so if you bring my watch, I'd, that'd be great. Thank you. Absolutely. Assuming everything we find is safe and in order. And if not, we will bring you back your broken watch. Oh, thanks, because, yeah, they're, they're nice people. 
You know, a little, little eccentric, but who am I to talk? I'm a giant talking turtle. Yeah, so... yeah we're a lot eccentric. <laughs> yes, we are. Best of luck. I, I really hope nothing's happened. Bad's happened. Yeah, it's right up there. Well, we'll be just moseying along. We're, pr- we're going to go pretty fast, if you don't mind. And they go at about half a mile an hour, walking downhill. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because they said fast, but the turtles... We haven't really gone that far. We could hear that. <laughs> I mean, you have a good journey. I love you. I am sure they are going at their top speed. Post haste. We are. <laughs> as soon as they're far enough away, Masako's just going to go, Sweet, we got a free watch. <laughs> Masako, no. no. You Why just not? lose it. <laughs> Shit. You're right. Besides, it is broken. This is kind of a, like a white elephant thing. <laughs> oh, oh! by the way, I was lying about the proprietary piece. I just broke it more. <laughs> is that why you said wink out loud? Yeah, I'm surprised they did not catch on to that. Cultural differences, perhaps. Wait, you caught on to that? I know that you're not supposed to say wink out loud because you told me not to. Remember that one time? <laughs> yeah, the things you're not supposed to say out loud are wink, nudge. Definitely don't say nudge out loud. And pat. Pat. Don't. Yes. I forgot. Yeah, don't do that. That's. <laughs> I'm a quick learner. Moo's gonna pat you and say pat, pat. <laughs> Listen, any onomatopoeia that comes into your head, just don't say it out loud. <laughs> I can't think of any other onomatopoeias, so good point. Dude, wait, just a quick once over. Raise your hand if you know what onomatopoeia is. Moo raises her hand. You wanna raises her hand, but like at a at a tilt. <laughs> yeah, your name is one. Ah, uh, Bean has a plus two to intelligence, he knows. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> I'm very proud. That's of all you. your vocabulary word for today. Onomatopoeia. You didn't describe it, though. And um, as we make our way to the warren, Quiz <laughs> explains to all of us how to use onomatopoeia in a sentence. Yes. <laughs> Through Schoolhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. He sings. But doesn't teach us how to spell it. <laughs> oh, God, no. Are you looking at me to sing? No, no. That's, that's just lesson two. Oh, good. Good, because <laughs> you're not going to sing. When you're... When a thing makes a noise and it's and you say it out loud, that's onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia. When a cow goes moo and a snake goes hiss, it's onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia. And, and uh, as we get to the warren, or at least the edge. Uh, Quiz is finishing the eighth verse. <laughs> and, yes. we're, and we're all singing along on the refrain. It's <laughs> <laughs> real easy. And that's it. That's, that's the word. Now we all learned something today. And that makes all of us better. Well, I didn't learn something. I taught you something. After a short walk, you can see Silverleaf Warren. It's a large grass-covered mound in the side of the hill. If it weren't for the chimneys and occasional windows and the door, it would hardly be recognizable as a gnome-made structure. It's immediately apparent that there is something wrong, however. The windows are all boarded up, and the chimney is belching out blackouts of smoke at an alarming rate. 
even for a group of people that make stuff for a living, that seems like too much. What do you guys do? It's also deadly quiet. Go knock on a door. No, no answer. Open the door. Do you open the door? Yes. I I can also wild shape into like a bug or a spider or something. The door was open. Well, the DM just picked up a die. Okay, it's not too (laughs) late. No, I open the door. Okay. Okay. Does a sixteen hit your AC? It does not. So as you soon as you open the door, a huge spear just thunks into the door frame right by right next to you, and then gets wheeled back into the darkness of the of the warren. And it is pretty dark in there. Like I said, all the buildings, all the windows have been boarded up, and all of the lights are out. I do and have it, dark vision. So in dark, so since you have dark vision, mm. you can see the harpoon being wheeled back on a chain, and it gets ends up in a what looks like a dragon's mouth, but it's not a dragon. It's just a stylized mechanical dragon head that is affixed to the front of what's essentially a giant crossbow on wheels about the size of a horse. <laughs> and from it, you can just hear... Roll for initiative. Oh. oh. And while you do that, I will also draw up the map. Oh, All right. shit. All right, let's go around. I'd like you to just tell me your character's initiative. Quiz got an eight. Moo got a 21. Nausicaa got 17. Bean got a 15. Joanna got a seven. Cool. <laughs> Good spread. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's start with Moo. What does Moo see? This is just a dark, she has dark vision. You have dark vision? Yeah. So you see what appears to have been a very large kind of communal living space. Mm-hmm. And once upon a time it would have been filled with tables, with chairs around them. It's all smashed to rubble. So all those kind of blotches you see on the map, those are the rema- shattered remains of furniture with some various chunks of rock and brick kind of thrown in, so those all count as difficult terrain. Okay. Moo just walk right in. Okay. She'll travel towards the middle and a little bit to the right. Oh, you're big. You got big movements. I got big movements. She also, got them long legs. Also, the very large ones can count as half cover. Since oh, right they're about, Yeah, since they're at waist height, so... Gotcha. Okay. All right. Next in the initiative order, is there anything else you want to do, or you just move? Mm. You can double move as well. Can if I? If you like. Yeah, if you're not making an action, you can spend your action to move your speed again. Oh, yeah. Also, is rage a minor action or a major? It's a bonus action. It's a bonus action. action. Okay, it's so a you bonus can rage action. as well. Yeah, um, I'm just going to move up to it. Okay. For simplicity's sake, it's called the Oaken Bolter. Okay. So um, just call it the Bolter. Okay. The Bolter. The Bolter. The Bolton uh, Oaker. I'm gonna. Got it one. Can I squeeze in between here or no? Yes, you can. Okay. In I'm between gonna, the two. The two we gotta make sure that we describe yeah. things well. So there are two. Uh, so middle... it's the ruins of a table and what used to be a chair with a rock that fell on it at some point. Yeah, so I'm gonna move in between those two rough terrain. Okay. All right, so you get right up to it, but you don't have time to actually hit it yet. Yep. The closer you get, you can see, yeah, this thing is definitely entirely mechanical. Yeah. There's no. Doesn't seem to be anybody inside working it. It's just gears going. Is it automatic? Can I tell? And you can tell that there's nobody right here, right now, apparently controlling it. Okay. Mo, can you tell if it's if it's automatic or not? No clue. Get on my level. I'm it's... a nine intelligence. <laughs> I'm on your level. All right, Moscow, your turn. All right, I will also make my way into the area, but I'm I can't go as far, so I'm just gonna go with. 
as far as I can into there. Okay. Anything else you want to do? Nope, that will be my turn. All right, next up is Bean. Ah. Um, um, how far away is the uh, bolter for me right now? To be one, two, that's 50 it. feet. Yeah, about 50 feet. Perfect. Yes. Uh, I will get into the room and move off to uh, the corner. I will say, hey, Moo. What's look, up? Look out. <laughs> and I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere on the thing. Do I have to roll them? No, you're not. You're not actually yeah, in line of fire, not, so you're okay. I'm kind of, yeah, I, I, no, you're not. Yeah, you're fine. The way that the spell goes, she could angle it so that it doesn't hit you and it hits this. Yeah, yeah it's a five foot diameter it. sphere, so it can just fit inside the yeah. uh, square that it's occupying. Fair so enough. So you're fine. Oh, will it light up the area? Oh, what? it is fire. I mean, will it light up the rubble really quickly as it goes past? Yeah. All right, um, any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. So yep. actually, that's moo. Uh, that's fine, because uh, I have danger sense. Yep. Uh, the creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. And as a bonus action, I can move it up to 30 feet. Cool. So that's not an attack roll, that's a saving throw thing? Yes. Yes. All right, one second. So it's a dexterity save. It does say if the creature ends its turn, but I don't know if that counts, counts as I'm starting the spell... It's currently... Well, I did end my turn near it, so... Yeah, but it, that was before it showed up. So it's an end of, it'd be the end of your next turn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't do any damage right now, it sounds yes. like. Yeah. It would just... Anything that did its thing... All right, cool. Yeah. So I'll be fine. Okay. Including mm-hmm. at the end of the bolter's turn. Yep. I think mm-hmm. that's when the save would happen. Yes. Cool. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Does it look like anything special being... So, oh, my druidic focus is a big boar's tusk that I keep as a necklace around my neck. It's kind of long, kind of like a leather strap. Um, I kind of just hold it up to my mouth and whisper fire into it, and then you just see a big burst of a uh, flaming sphere over top of the bolter. Metal. Right. No fire. <laughs> no fire, no. So now it's the bolter's turn. Oh, right, all right. Oh. All right. So it whirs a bit and clicks, and mm. you can, from your vantage point, move. move. You can see another bolt being shunted into place inside the dragon's mouth. But before it does that, it will attempt to kind of wheel itself backwards a bit. Mm-hmm. You can get an opportunity attack against it, however. I will do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just roll? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just do a basic melee attack. Okay. I'm going to use my greatsword then. This is 17 plus 7, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a 24. Yeah, that'll do it. All right. So wait, wait, wait a better. second. Wait a second. Sorry, one second. What kind of sword is this? This is a great sword, so. All right. And is it magical or silver? Or silvered. Okay. Yep. That works. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made sure to silver it or Matt Marquez did. All right. Seven plus four, so 11 damage. All right. Nice. Your sword kind of cleaves into that big uh, grinning dragon skull leaving a big gash down the side of it, and you definitely feel some of the wood underneath it as well kind of mm-hmm. creak a bit, cool. but it still manages to back up. Okay. And it's going to shoot at you okay. twice. Okay. Uh, that's a 16. Hits. Uh, that's 13 piercing damage. No. Yeah. And that so this big crossbow bolt just slams into your shoulder, mm-hmm. and then it loads up another one and launches that one. Yeah. Oof. And that one definitely hits you, because yeah. that's ten more than the last one got. Yeah. And so this one deals ten damage. Okay, so 23 Ooh. in total. Yep. So and big chomp. That's fine. 
Right, and that's the end of its turn, so it has to do the... Dex saving throw. Um, it has to beat a 14. Okay. Oh, do I do... Yeah, it beats it. <laughs> uh, it'll take half damage still, so I'm going to roll 2d6. End of turn. End of my turn. Okay. Uh, it takes four damage. All right. It's uh, wooden frame kind of catches little smolders here and there, <laughs> but it still seems to be pretty well operational as it begins reloading again. Okay. All right. Next up. Masika. Masika. For just a second, you hear feet behind you, and then, before you can really react, somebody appears behind you, and since he was invisible up until this point, he gets advantage on this attack. Oh, that bitch. Um, <laughs> here's a thing, though. Mm-hmm. If I'm in combat, I have a constant menacing aura, and if something's within 10 feet of me, it needs to make a wisdom save or be frightened. Holy oh. fuck! Dang. Okay. <laughs> so, is that a conquest paladin feature? Yes, it is. Nice. Love this conquest paladin. Nice. She's scary. Uh, let me see something. Like, let me sneak up on. Oh my god. <laughs> they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's just say he doesn't get advantage on this, because it's not yeah. a spell. Okay. So, yeah. does a 14 do it? It matches. You kind of, so this thing kind of whimpers in fear for just a moment, but then continues forward anyway. And (laughs) so the people who aren't in yet, you see what looks like a dwarf with gray skin and a snowy white beard appear behind Masika and draw, just actually doesn't even draw a sword, a just a glowing purple sword just appears in its hand and it slashes down at you. Oh my god, he's got a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and since it has advantage on that attack, that's going to be... How dare you. Uh, is that a 14 plus your AC? Uh, 14 does not hit. Alright, so the sw- swing goes wide, and it swears something, and it kind of sounds like dwarfish, but in a weird kind of version of it. And it is now Quiss's turn. So it's still really dark. Right? Yeah. Well, there is a flaming sphere in there now. I'm going to say that with the flaming sphere, we've gone from uh, dark to low light. Okay. Okay. Quiz will go into the house and go next to Bean and see. And he'll do this like slyly while next to Bean and attack the thing that just attacked uh, Masika. Quiz is going to pull back his white cloak to reveal bright white leather armor that has a lot of silver dials and gears on the front. Got like three tiers of gears on it. He's going to twist one of the, the dials like and uh, you, you just hear kind of like a hum as a, a spell readies up. He is going to uh, cast Witch Bolt out of his... Uh, left gauntlet and so it's just going to like his whole arm's gonna kind of glow and then purple energy goes from his chest up his arm and then kind of through like his wrist and this like witchy energy just flies forward uh in order to hit uh this dwarven man uh and that will be uh that will be a ranged spell attack okay a nine yeah. So your witch bolt strikes forward and just singes this uh, dwarf's leather armor. Mm-hmm. And it turns around and gives you a rude gesture. <laughs> what kind of rude gesture, Noah? It's something that really doesn't translate very well because it's very dwarvish, but it means something <laughs> devastating. Oh. <laughs> All right, and now we have Joanna. So I'm going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement 
on this dwarfy friend. All right. Is that an attack roll or is there a save? So here's what happens. I make a ranged spell attack. On a hit, the target will deal half damage for the next minute, but it can make constitution saving throws against the spell at the end of each of its turns. Okay. Their turns. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That was a 10. Uh, so, yep, no, that does not work either. Is there a thing if it misses or no? (laughs) I think it just doesn't work. (laughs) So this dwarf is just, like, knocking your guys' spells off and having a grand old time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up in the order, another dwarf. Oh, Oh, shit. Suddenly appears right here. And who is this right here? That's That's me, that's me. So it's going to point at you. Ah. And... You feel, like, you see, like, a kind of like a stylized bullseye appear on your chest. Oh, no, no. And then it rushes towards you, screaming a battle cry, and draws another one of those flaming, uh, like, purple swords, Uh. and attempts to slash you with it. Ah! So that's going to get... Oh, sorry. I have a shield. (laughs) It's up, but it's also made out of wood, so I don't know. And it still has plus two to your AC. Yes. I don't know if it's, like, a flaming thing or not. So it's going to hit you with its cool blade. Eight. That's going to be a miss pretty hard. (laughs) Okay, so it also kind of looks embarrassed as you block that blade on your shield. And despite its kind of glowing magical nature, it seems to be able to be blocked like any other kind of attack. Excellent. All right, Moo, you're up. Um, I'm going to move away from this sphere. Okay. And to the right side of the bolter. Yeah. Okay. So one... Two, three, four, so I have 20 of movement. And this thing doesn't have melee attack, so I don't think it can do an opportunity One, attack you could against just, you. You could just have gone yeah, like, so the long way. Around. Either way, you're fine. Oh, okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to go into rage, which yes. puts me at three rage times now. What does your rage look like? You she, are a tundra soul. I am. Um, she has a fur cloak, so whenever she goes into rage, she doesn't scream or have any sort of obvious movement, but her cloak flies up and she's surrounded by bright white light and it's like she's like a beacon basically when she goes into rage and when that happens i have storm aura which means i get an aura that extends 10 feet from me in any direction it has an effect that i got to choose and the effect is each creature of my choice in my aura gains three temporary hit points as they stay in my aura all right does that that doesn't count for me though does it no it, it should because it it's a creature of my choice yeah. yeah it could be. Okay. You can choose you. yourself. All right, three temporary hit points it is. Yeah, it's been stated many times, I think, uh, by, like, Mike Merles and other people. Hey, if it's wrong, Jeremy Crawford hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> but I believe each creature in spells means that it, it can affect you. Mm-hmm. Unless, Unless stated, stated otherwise. otherwise. Okay, uh, so while I'm in rage, I have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. And when I make a melee attack with uh, using strength, I gain plus two to damage rolls. And then I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. And you were this thing's worst nightmare. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Love Killits. Um, so I'm going to take the greatsword that I already have in my hand and make and bring it all the way up above my head and just bring it straight down onto the bolter. All right. Make an attack roll. That is a 15. Uh, that doesn't do it. Damn. Even with your great rage, the sword just clangs off of that big metal dragon head. That sucks. <laughs> do you have multi-attack? In yes. I have extra attack. Yes. So I'm going to do that. Okay. Just do it again. <gasps> mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> That's a 10. 
So you just kind of put a few little dents in the dragon head as you just wail on it, but it seems to be ticking along just fine. Takes a, <laughs> takes a licking, keeps ticking. That's this thing. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Right. Mosca, your turn. All right, I'm going to turn to the thing that just tried to attack me. Yep. And I am going to raise my battle axe and try to slice its head off. Nice. <laughs> that is a 26. That'll do it. Jeez. Good. Good. Well, that just went flying to your computer when I tried to roll it on that. So sorry. Um, so that is seven damage. All right. And then I'm going to do my second attack. Oh, boy. Doing the same thing. This dice is just... It was a nat 20. Was that a crit? And that was a natural 20. <laughs> yeah. uh, how are we doing nat 20s? Are we doubling dice? Uh, shit, I forgot what the rules normally say. Yeah, it's double dice. It's either double dice or something else. All right, double dice it is. Yeah. Double that right. dice. No, it's one more. It's double. Well, I mean, if you roll 2d6, it's not... It's, yeah. It's, I thought it was, you just get one extra dice. Let me look it up I quick. believe that it's double whatever. I mean, I only roll 1d8, yeah, so it doesn't so, matter. Either way, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, either, either way. way. Oh, wow, that is really uneven. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll the attack damage twice and add them together. Yeah. Yeah. And that is another 14 slashing damage. Whew. Yeah, this thing falls... To, he 14. falls to the ground dead. <laughs> and then I will... Use a what? No, I won't use a bonus action. I'll, I'm just gonna turn and look at the other one that's <laughs> still up way. there, menacingly, blood dripping off of my axe. Oh man, yeah. So that that other one just looks at you like, oh, oh shit. shit. I just smile. <laughs> Masuka's joined us too much. <laughs> All right, Bean, you're up. Um, I'm going to start with my bonus action, actually, and move the flaming sphere uh, back uh, on top of the bolter. Yeah. So, like that. Yeah. yeah. Would anyone like any support spells from me, first of all? What do you need? Everything. No. <laughs> you, you, I don't actually have any healing stuff. Well, anything that, that bumps my AC or helps me with my attack rolls would be great. I think the only thing I have, which is enhanceability, which I think is at touch range... Oh, really? Um, Never mind then. <laughs> but let me... It is at touch range, so sorry. If you could run on over to me, I can slap some enhanced abilities on you. Um, How helpful. <laughs> hey, you know, there's also a cleric in this group, just gonna say. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna take out my scimitar and kind of lower the shield and slash with the uh, scimitar I have, which is also silvered. Oh. At the dark dwarf. dwarf. Yep, Dorgar. I'm Darth Dwergar, hello. The Sith Lord. <laughs> oh no! That's a natural one, my friend! Oh. Yeah, so your just sword just comes down into the floorboards. <laughs> oh. The Dwergar gives you kind of a scornful look. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Is the it stuck there? Is uh, my scimitar stuck, or just in the flavorfully? And just flavorfully. I'm, okay. not, I'm not gonna go too mean on you right now. <laughs> right now? You just took 23 damage. I took 23 damage. Yeah, that's damage natural damage, yeah. man. That's that's how the game works, my dude. <laughs> Welcome to D&D. You, you want to not take damage, you should be more like Quiz. You want to take, not back. take damage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nah. 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 Okay. Quiz is smart. All right, so the bolter next to you, yeah. it loads another bolt. You're junk. And this bolt's different. It's glowing. Cool. <laughs> 
Oh. And it doesn't aim it at you. Oh. It aims it right, right here. Okay. So right between Bean, uh, Masika, and Quiz. Quiz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, spot, and actually. also possibly so, even. It's kind of splitting the distance to... between. So, yeah. uh, so this is uh, only for Masika and Quiz. Quiz. Okay. So what you guys it? need to make a dexterity throw. Is this a spell save or a magic effect? It's just an explosion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just well, your side of the mill explodes. Well, and there's nothing magical about it. It just explodes. Oh my god. <laughs> you were so good before. Uh, a five. Mine is a nine. Alright, so you both <laughs> both failed that roll. So Boy howdy. You each take four. Oh jeez. Fourteen fire damage. Hoof. Does it stay That's there too? Rough. It stays where it is. Okay. Yeah. So it still needs to make a... What is, what a dexterity it? saving throw. All right. Uh, Quiz goes, holy shit! <laughs> so that is a 21. Yeah, uh, it'll take half damage still. Okay. From the spear, uh, which... Uh, that was a 9, so 4. So it's looking a little more singed, but still ticking. Yep. All right, next up. I feel like I should go back and help you guys. This guy. No, kill that thing. Kill that thing. It's Who killing is this me. Guy? It's killing uh, us. The, dwar- <laughs> the, d- the Dwergar. The Dwergar, realizing he's kind of surrounded, kind of mutters something under his breath, and his feet start glowing, and he just leaps over here. 30-foot vertical leap. Is that an attack of opportunity on him from us? Maybe? I'm assuming that jumping isn't uh, excluded from that, so yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll... I need to redeem myself. That's oh. another fucking natural one. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm gonna die. <laughs> uh, that's actually a uh, 23 from Quiz. Uh, this die is going in the dice jail now. Mm. Alright, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that's a uh, five damage. Alright, so what were you hitting him with? My dagger. I. Alright, so you, as he's leaping past you, you kind of clip him in the leg, and he doesn't stick the landing as well as he otherwise might, and he stumbles a bit. Mm-hmm. Alright, next up is Quiz. Yeah, I mean, he's a dumb because he. I was going to have to use my movement to uh, to, to move away from yeah. him. I can move away from him. To this disengage thing. from him, but I I mean, is that a thing that I need to. Is the uh, explosion triangle something I need to worry about? No, it's not. Uh, okay. Oh, the There's just a crater there now. Yeah, okay. Quiz is going to take out of his bag uh, a little metal sphere with a like little wind up at the top, and he's going to like it and then roll it towards uh the dwargar and then as it like hits his foot it's just gonna go boom and then uh it's gonna cast shatter uh so it needs to make a uh constitution saving throw okay uh against my uh, which is he needs to be a 15 he does not do it should we try and keep this one alive for questioning perhaps well i don't think you can really (laughs) Make shatter things like shatter <laughs> yeah. non-lethal. I, I stab him, but non-lethally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, one of you can talk to the dead, so uh, well, that's very true. All uh, right, we're fine. Never mind. Kill is, him. Is his uh, blade magical, or is it non-magical? Okay, no. So this is like a psychic construct he's created. Okay, so, so it's not a real sword. It's not a real sword. It's real. It's just a construct. Yes. It's real. It's also all in his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fifteen damage. Ooh. He dies. No, <laughs> like no. his just it, like boom, boom. Uh, 
His clothes just kind of kind of get ripped apart, and he just shit falls to the ground, ears bleeding. Yep. All right, so... Sorry, Rocky. Boom, boom! I'm sorry. Wait, did you just say that? Yes. So you did an onomatopoeia? Yes. You, you did an onomatopoeia! <laughs> onomatopoeia. You wanna? Masaka, do you use strength rolls? Yes, I do. I imagine you would. Ioana's going to go up beside Masaka and put a hand on her shoulder and cast Enhance Ability, specifically Bull Strength. Great. So what does that do? He's so strong. I also have Enhance Abilities. Is for a one hour duration, Masaka will have advantage on strength checks. Cool. Uh, Moo, you're up. Cool. I'm going to draw my greatsword. And draw my glaive. All right. I'm going to step back. Does it disengage? All right, so in this case, I think you could safely just step back without disengaging, because Mm -hmm. like I said, it's uh, it's only It needs to, yeah, it needs to wind up. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, Uh, I'm going to step back. Then using my glaive, I will attack. Okay. Is it a silver glaive? Silver glaive. Okay. Nice. I had too much money. (laughs) Silver glaive. That is a 17. That'll do it. Okay. Um, All right, we have an approximation of its AC. <laughs> I forgot how to do this. Uh, 10 plus 4, 14, then plus 2, 16. Mm, beautiful. Yes. Chest kiss. So 16 damage in total. All right, you take off a big old chunk of metal, kind of taking off most of the dragon covering mm. almost, so it's just, you just see the crossbow mechanism beneath now. Yeah, I will also use my extra attack. That puts me at a 18. Also attack my glaive again. 9 plus 4, 13 plus 2 puts me at 15. Oof. Like I said, it was kept on ticking. Yeah. It's still ticking now, but it's not quite as regular as well. It's more like... Yeah. And it's kind of wobbling a bit. <laughs> that will end my turn. Very good. Moscow. I am just gonna go over there because I'm not, or I'm gonna try to go over there because I'm not gonna meta this. So I won't. <laughs> you can try to go over there. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. That's as far as that's you can go. As far as I can go, so I will hold my turn in case for some reason it chose to come close enough to be in melee range with me. Okay. Bean. Would you like guidance quiz? I can add 1d4 to a roll for you for a minute. But it's also concentration, which means my flaming sphere would disappear because it's also a concentration spell. Nah, keep the flaming sphere, kid. Okay. <laughs> I know I can count on you for your skills as a tactician. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I understood like half of that. I just got a big chunk blown out of me by a giant explosion oh. sphere. Well, I wish I had cure wounds prepared today, but I don't. I do. <laughs> Just as a future reference. Oh, it's really good that you used it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to... Automatopoeia. Uh... <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Frostbite um, at the Bolter. Okay. Which is a constitution saving throw for it. Okay. Cold shoulder. Cold oh. Uh It does not make it. All right. Nice. On a failed save, the target takes 2d6 damage. 
Which Ooh, all right. Uh, that's twelve points of damage for it, and it has disadvantage on its next attack roll. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So frost creeps up on it, and you hear something just go inside of this thing, and it's still going, but it's kind of like looks like it's about to fall over. Mm-hmm. But it is its turn now, and it's going to kind of wobble away from the flaming spear, like up to the back of the room. Cool. And it's going to aim at Masika this time. All right, little jerk. <laughs> All right, and so it fires a bolt at Masika. Okay, cool. So it's going to... Come at me. Bro. Uh, 14. Miss. <laughs> All right. It also, I mean, it has disadvantage too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> It could crit fail on the next one. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It did not crit fail on the next okay. one. Then it turns towards Mu. Cool. And this time, instead of launching a bolt, it launches that harpoon it tried to use on Yoana earlier. Ooh. Cool. Also still has disadvantage. You're lucky you had disadvantage. Uh, so that would be 14. Yep, no. All right, so both shots go wide. Quiss, you're up. Okay, I'm going to move... I am lucky I had disadvantage. I'm going to move up to... Uh, just put me next to the... Uh, the chair? One, one The chair rubble later. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure I can hit through the faint flaming sphere if I yeah. wanted to. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to uh, try to fire bolt it, crank up one of my dials, and then uh, a flame. It's like, a hot one coming through. And uh, that would be a 23 nice. to hit. Actually, no. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Actually no, it didn't. No. Its AC all of a sudden went up to 50. <laughs> Yep. It also has 100 extra hit points right yep. now. <laughs> uh, that's a, just three damage. Three fire damage. Alright. It is on fire now, but <laughs> it's still standing. Alright, Joanna. Joanna's now going to go up to Quiz and cast Cure Wounds. Oh, a blessing. I don't really, like, I'm not a religious man. I mean, the gods are real. Like, this is, you know, canon, but... Cannon in the most literal sense. Well, I just got hit by a arrow that a, a bolt that acted like a cannon. Well, but with one end, but yes. So you are going to be healed for nine. Oh, I feel healed. <laughs> <laughs> what is your? Uh, what does cure wounds look, look like, like for you, Anna? For a, a grave cleric. I think it might look a little nasty. Yeah. I think I I put my hand. Like over a... your wounds directly, and they kind of like squiggle, b- bubble, and twitch a little bit, and then just patch up. Ha! Huh. Huh. Never get used to that feeling. Just don't look at it. And I never do. Get <laughs> <laughs> all necromancy. All right, it's Moo's turn again. Well, Moo's gonna go right up there. <laughs> Can she? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Easily. Yup. Oh, I don't have to go that far. I can just be right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can make glaive again. Ooh, nope. Nat one. Mm, we're just rolling all the nat ones tonight. <sighs> Man. Well, you got an extra attack. Oh, yeah, but what is what happens if I, when I roll the crit I know. fail? I'm not a big fan of just t- turning crit fails into, like, something crazy happens. It's like, no, that's just massive failure. It's embarrassing. You somehow <laughs> managed to stab... One of us. Yeah. <laughs> all the way across the room. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use my extra attack. <laughs> no, that's a nine. Yep. So both attacks just go completely wide. I so I expect that the thing is just wobbling and on fire and can't really move. And it's just like, you just completely miss. 
Why? Why, the, boo? The fire is a little hot, even, from where you are. It's kind of distracting you. I, only, I have cold res- I'm adapted to uh, cold climates. Exactly. Right, so. so this is even worse. Yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry about the fire. Of course you know better. Hey, don't forget to pick up your short sword, your, your great sword after this. I see a line on the ground over there. Pick it up for me. I mean, after, I'm not going to go over there. Listen, just fight. <laughs> I thought you were saying don't forget to pick up your shorts. No, great sword. I also thought you were going to say that. I, I can get to, like, just to the side in front of it. So, yeah, right yeah. there. Right. So I'm within you. range to hit, and I'm going to take a slash at it with my plus one battle axe, which I don't... If it's plus one, it counts as a magic, magic yeah, it weapon. Yeah, it is a magic It weapon. does? Yeah. 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 You're good. It's just a magic weapon. Great! Yeah. Uh, that is a loud noise. I forget these are metal sometimes. That's a 20... Yes. Yeah, 20, it's 20-something. It's dead. You <laughs> so like, cut I right smash it. Right <laughs> with an axe, I smash it. It just crumbles to splinters. The, bow spr- uh, the bowstring snaps, and it stops ticking. I make sure, uh, Masika makes sure that it is completely obliterated. Yeah, there's, you just, just keep hacking you at You Julie end this thing. Lou's <laughs> gonna just slowly walk around and put her hand on Masika's shoulder and give it a little shake. Maybe not mint smashing. Be careful. <laughs> Watch your fingers. I, I think I'll be fine. Uh, uh, Masika? I got your sword for you. <laughs> Thank you, Quiz. It's really heavy. Yes, it is. I'm used to, like, small amounts of metal. Bits and bobs, dials. Not this type of... This is just, like, a hunk of metal. I know. You know how many, you know, dials I can make with this? I did the calculations. It's 40. (laughs) Uh, Bean will drop Flaming Sphere. Uh, Oh, now it's dark. So it means it's dark in here. (laughs) I the can. wreckage of the bolter is on fire. Right. It's actually pretty nice. All right. Oh, if anyone if anyone asks, we kill the dragon. <laughs> I mean, we've we've done that before. Exactly. It's this kind of embarrassing. It's kind of like a like a mechanical like machine. It was very impressive design. Gotta say, you know, if we ever come across whoever made it, maybe it maybe it's an original well, uh, mean, silver leaf. That fight went pretty well for us, so I don't I don't see a problem with. Tell them the truth about it. It's not like it kicked our butts. Uh, actually, can Quiz use an investigation check to see if it has like a silver leaf marking on it, or see if it's like an, a, a silver leaf design? Sure, that's gonna be tough because most it's in very very little pieces now. But yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll I'll at least try. Uh, that's not gonna cut it. That's a that mean that's an eleven investigation. Uh, yeah, it's been chopped up into two fine pieces to find any sort of maker's mark. Oh, yeah, I forgot you did that. Yes, I did. Oh, come on, Masika. You could have let me examine it first. You're always hacking away. You're always losing things. The two things I know about you. Would you like me to mend it? I can cast mending, too. You want to do it together? I think it only needs the one. Oh, okay, Miss doesn't want my help. Oh no, I'm saying you are at liberty to do it y- yourself and take pride in. Nah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I didn't really care. I just wanted to know. Why didn't either of us mend the watch? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll save it for it later. It was a point of pride. 
You try it now. Let's hear you go. Well, you know, let's wait. I'm I'm sure you wanted to do it organically. Well, let's see if we can find Philin in good health, and then perhaps if not, I see we you're remembering the name now. Yeah, I I got it. <laughs> Uh, Bean would like to either roll perception or investigation for the room itself, if there is anything of note, or any doors or windows or something like that. Uh, sure. So, I will say, just right off the bat, you can tell that, obviously there was a struggle here before you guys even got here, Mm -hmm. where you can tell the whole place has just been turned over, uh, and you don't see any secret doors on just a cursory check, but you do see, you know, doors leading off into living rooms and some, in a hallway. But if you wanted to, you can still roll to see if you can yeah. find anything else. I would like to, um, perception or investigation. Perhaps investigation. Makes if you're looking more for, sense. So, I would say investigation if you're okay. looking for something in particular. Cool. Oh, hello. That's twenty one. Nice. Yeah, with the twenty one, you actually discover a hidden door. <laughs> Guys, I found a door behind a bookcase that had been kind of left mostly intact. There is actually a kind of passage. Uh, that leads into another room. Okay. And you guys go in. Uh, can I see anything in the room? I... Uh, you can see some lights on. Like, it's not dark like this room was. There's oh. there's actually, like, you know, lanterns lit. I want to check the corpses before I leave the room. Okay. See if there's anything cool. Uh, if, if I may make a suggestion, I would be happy to communicate with them. <laughs> and then we can just also take whatever they had. Let's... You go go ahead and take their belongings. No, let's first. take it after we talk to them. Okay. <laughs> so is everyone going to gather around for this necromancy, or are some people going to go to the room? Or... No, Moo will. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll sh- stay or we'll go. Stay. We'll stay to okay. watch. Yeah. I don't think we should split the party. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I'm not big on the whole holy magics things. I'm more of a, a bits and bobs guy, as previously established. You do your thing. I'm just going to turn around over here. Look and stare into this corner for a little bit. You do. It's not. It's not on you. It's just I. I don't. I'm not. I don't trek with that. Oh, I, I assure you, this will involve plenty of bits and bobs. <laughs> no thanks. So, Unless the name's a bob. We'll find out. I'll let you know. Joanna's going to sit cross-legged on the floor in front of the first. Dwergar who had popped up. The decapitated one? Yep. Okay. <laughs> sure am. So just the head is really the only part you need for this. Um, and I'm going to specifically use Gift of the Grave Tender. So if I spend one minute of uninterrupted contemplation, I can gain the knowledge from the Raven Queen of how to properly bury... Any number of corpses within 100 feet, but for this purposes, it's going to be irrelevant. If I perform the funeral rites, I can communicate with the soul and it will be friendly to me. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Well, also, this could also be used to discover any other corpses that we have. Exactly. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Are there any other corpses nearby within 100 feet? Uh, just the two to Okay. Okay, okay so Yuana's eyes go... Extra dark, like no light is reflecting off of them. And the Raven Queen says... So I'm going to say, Dwergar funerals, you need to... They like they like to be cremated, like cast into the forge fire, mm. if possible. But any fire will do, and there are... And you gain knowledge of some Dwergar, like, funerary chants as well. Which are mainly set talking about, like, 
Moradin sucks. He's the worst god ever. We're going to kill him one day. <laughs> uh, is there a forge in this room or at least a fireplace? Uh, there is a fireplace in this room. Mm-hmm. There is not a forge in this room, but you do know that since this is like a toy factory, mm. that there should be a forge somewhere here. Mm. Is it kosher if we just set them on fire here? <laughs> Maybe take I them mean, outside? Raven Queen says so long as it's burned, it'll be fine. All right. Uh, we do have multiple spellcasters who can cast fiery things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I oh, also I just have, you know, a tinderbox, but that's, that's much fair. more fun. Yeah. You want his eyes clear and she gets up and says, we have to take them outside and burn them. Okay. okay. Who's in? Uh, yeah, Beetle pick up a body. Mu will also pick up the other body. I kick the head. <laughs> we may need to bring that with us. You can kick it. But you can you kick it outside, please? Yeah, yeah. Shoe's kicking it outside. Thank you. Roll athletics. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Kay. laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Do it. Yeah. This is to play soccer. You discover football. Did I still have? You still have advantage on strength checks. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Ooh. What is the? It's an eight. Well, bully. That's what I got the other time too. Oh, so what's the uh, total? Well, so the total is 16. Okay, uh, with your bull's strength, you just easily punt this dwarf head out the door. <laughs> Two points. Four! <laughs> now this... Guys, this is the reason why people think we're weird. <laughs> Honestly. Well, they think we're weird for lots of other reasons, too. I did sing a song about Anamatopoeia. Uh, so. Stands to reason. So Ioana shepherds everyone outside and waits for somebody to do the burning and, and does the funerary chant. I don't want to spend another spell slot. You can just say it's in character. Yeah. Say in character. I'm always happy to just set it on normal, organic fire. Yeah. Oh, all, all of my spells are very organic and non-GMO. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm sure. Perish the thought. You guys want some kale? <laughs> I, I carry it around in my pocket. You know, I as a wizard, I can make things taste like whatever I want with prestidigitation. So I kind of make it taste like cupcakes. So like, if you guys want a healthy food that tastes like something really bad, that's why I learned wizard spells. You I know? think we should go ahead with the burial first. Just... Oh, I thought we just needed to burn them. This is what Quiz feeds me when we were adventuring. The the funeral, rather, and then we can celebrate their lives and their deaths. With kale. <laughs> and so Joanna just flicks the, the tinder box and sets them on fire and chants. Okay. And so as you chant, you can see the souls of the two Dwergar intact, looking not exactly peaceful. Dwergar <laughs> don't really do peaceful, but they look calm. And they appear in front of you, and one of them goes... It, and since you have your Helm of Comprehending Languages, mm. you can understand it as it speaks in Dwarvish. And does anyone else here speak Dwarvish? No. No! Alright, no. so it, only, it speaks in Dwarvish and says, Thank you, we would not expect such respect from a, from a, from a surface dweller. Oh, well, I seek rest for all beings, whatever they may be. And I hope that you find whatever peace you seek or deserve, but first I have some questions for you. So with this thing, does it like have like a thing of you get to ask a certain number of questions, or is it just, hey, friendly spirit? So do It we, doesn't. Do we see this, or do we just see you talking to 
I'm gonna say you can see the spirits, but you can't understand the conversation. Yeah. I know, I know. Speak with dead itself has limitations, but yeah. I don't know about the grave cleric thing. Yeah. Gift of the Grave Tender doesn't say anything about a number of questions, but being friendly does not mean they will necessarily give up answer. secrets. They don't have to answer me. I don't want to keep you too long, but we did find a secret door. And we would like to know what's beyond it. And one of the Vergar kind of shrugs and goes, That's where we put the apprentices, so that they can build more for us. I suppose you're free to take them for as long as they can get away, but I, I just friendly warning, you're all going to die. Are there more traps in the next room? You mean in the in the apprentice room? Yes. No, we didn't trap them, we just locked them in there. Ask them what they're building. What you were can't you building? Hear this. <laughs> And the other Dwergar. I mean, I, I feel like that's a question Bede would have anyway. The other Dwergar says, We sought an army that could punish the surface dwellers, that could walk beneath this accursed sun. And he looks up at the sun and kind of shakes his fist a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be unstoppable. The sun is pretty gross. Yeah. No, don't know why you guys keep that thing around and haven't killed it already. Wow. We are at a detente type of situation. A detente situation. Ha! Detente situation. Oh. And, yeah. yeah. But it's a du- it is a double pun. Oh, I didn't say that out loud. I can't understand what these <laughs> You just said that apropos of nothing. <laughs> yeah. You thought it was really funny. But I didn't see it in the voice. My voice is actually very distinct. That's true. You know what? We'll just turn to everyone else and say... Uh, and and, and uh, relay the information and then say, is there anything else we would like to ask? Can you ask if they know where Miss Silverleaf is? That is a good question. She turns around <laughs> and says, do you know the whereabouts of Miss Phil and Silverleaf? You'll find her easily enough. She's at her desk. We kept her there. So she is in the room? She's in the, she's in the warren. Hmm. All right. Well... In that case, I I usher you on to whatever reward awaits you, and thank you for your time. And they both kind of bow to you and fade into, they kind of disperse into nothingness. Sick. Sick. All right, let, let's go into the room. What, what did they say? Villain should just kind of be chilling around. Uh, alive? <laughs> alive, theoretically, as far as they know. I assume you just give us the rundown, basically, yeah. of the entire conversation. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but did they say she, she was alive? Yes, I mean, said the, that the she conversation did not imply she was dead. I don't think... They said she was sitting at her desk. I don't think she was just dead at her desk. We'll find out. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's like, they ain't like... I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying we don't know. We don't know, but we don't know she isn't. And either way... We had better check now. But, like, I got a story I'm Let's writing. Let's go. <laughs> Quiz, come on. Onward. All right. Do you look for Phil in first, or do you check the, the secret prison room first? Let's split the party and do both. Let's check the, pr- the I will prison ch- let's room. Let's check the prison room. Yeah, yeah. L- let's let them out first. Yeah. So you go into the prison room, and you see about a dozen gnomes of various ages and genders and sizes, all very small, of course. Kind of there, and they at first they're like very scared. They think this is a trick, and then you convince them that the uh, the Dwergar are dead. Well, let's role play that out if you want to. The Dwergar are dead! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the gnomes walks up to you and goes, 
Thank you, strangers. We, we, we were sure we would die in this room. And also, littered around this room is clear. This It kind of looks like a garbage. Hmm. And you can see half-created uh, clockwork automatons, like the one you fought. And you can see another one that's kind of half-done that looks like that thing you saw outside that burrowed into the ground. Do you hmm. like these things? The gnome, who is kind of being the representative for the entire group, goes... They're weapons of war, so we're not a huge fan of them, but we take pride in our work, if that makes sense. It's beautiful work. Oh, and then oh. I turn and start destroying them. <laughs> oh, before, oh, oh, before oh, you oh, do oh. that, Moo's going to put a hand on, on your shoulder to stop you from, start, from destroying them. I'm going to try to go past you anyway. <laughs> so let's roll off for that. <laughs> must we really resort to PvP? We hey. must. Hey. We must. It is my character's flaw. Nope. You're gonna beat it. Uh, maybe not. What'd you get? Uh, I'm guessing this is athletics versus athletics. Oh. Because you're trying to stop me and I'm trying to strong Do you still have advantage? Yes. No. How long is it for? An hour. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me double yeah, check. Yeah, was it an hour? Yes, an hour. Okay, then yes, I do. Am I still enraged? <laughs> no. 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 Damn it. So she's gonna beat me then. <laughs> I got one better than before. Uh, 14. Yeah, I got 12. Yes. You got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so I move forward and I start smashing them. <laughs> All right. And the gnomes were like, ah, wait, no. Then we could have recycled them for parts. Oh. You can get the parts from the destruction. You broke. Do you know how hard it is to replace a three-spoke cogwheel? I will mend it afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> Smash away. Smash this, away. This but, is just getting out some aggression. But have you, have you found Philin? This is, like, we're just apprentices, and I don't know, like, to know what they've done to her to make her build these things. That's our next stop. Okay, good. What, what, where's her desk? Uh, yeah, if you enter the living room and go down the hall, it's the third door on the left. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, also, forgive my friend. She, I have no idea, honestly, why she's doing that. Listen, this is really impressive work, and I'm not going to, like, smash things after I say that. I mean, as a professional tinkerer, that these works are beautiful, and I know that they were weapons of war that you were forced to make, but you did that with, it's like, aplomb, like, yeah. applause. And, oh, thank you, thank you. And one of the gnomes says, oh, yeah, you, you fought the, o- the oaken bolter outside. Uh, did it overheat? Actually, it worked really well. It, <laughs> it, it, it. it it suffered from... It uh, overheated that we set it on fire. But, but, oh, it didn't... Oh, oh, see, I had this overheating problem, and it would just... It would it would get worked up, and it would sometimes just deactivate, but I guess we got lucky. Or, unlucky... Well, you got lucky. Yeah, it... So it, No, you got unlucky. I'm sorry. It yeah. shot you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it went through cold, extreme cold, and then extreme heat, like, one after another, and it didn't, like, expand or crack or... Like, it didn't break, and that's really impressive work. <laughs> But then it got punched a lot, and it did break. But, you know, you did well, considering. Okay, well, you just undercut their efforts. Like, what is, all what right, is so with let's all go, of Let's go. <laughs> so Moo. you can stay techno-babbling with the gnome yeah. if you want. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with them. Moo's going to grab Masika and drag her out the door to Fillion. Okay, whatever one I'm trying currently working on, I kick it as hard as I can against a wall. <laughs> what do you before I Which is still very hard. Do you want me to maybe a uh, wild shape and go on ahead and see if there's any other danger? I can turn into That'll something be a really good small. Idea, Bean. Oh, I got guys, guys. Yeah. You forgot about an old friend. 
Onomatopoeia? No, he's missed you all. <laughs> Jeff. His name, Jake, his name is Jake. I was close. It, it's, it's your good friend, my familiar, Jake the Ferret. And he brings out a like little mechanical like clockwork ferret out of his pocket. And Jake just goes, <laughs> and like, just like sniffs towards Moo and then like climbs on your arm and up and like around him and on everyone. You guys I never Jake. get to wild shape with you guys. Oh, I know you guys. What if you also wild shape into a ferret? You will have a friend. Um, well, well, let's see. I can turn into a weasel? Same thing. Close enough. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Jake, really, I gotta say. Why, why the hell not? <laughs> It's Jake. He's been with us forever. He's, He's perfectly Jake. Jake. He's the sixth member of our party. He can't be less than Jake. <laughs> it has to do with my ancient druidic practices. We don't really dig the whole like metal automaton stuff. I know I don't seem like a very religious person, but it is also the druidic arts are my core. Listen, you don't like Jake, you don't like Jake. I put him away. He's actually very upset that you said that. You know, he, he's is a, he? He is a magical entity in a mechanical body. He's a person. I mean, he's not a person. But, you, no, it's fine. Just, you know, live your best life, I guess. I'm just... When you summon animals, you know, you can summon animals. They're not real. You could both go from other directions. I, I, I don't want to argue with anyone. Don't metals come from the earth? You know, it's the whole thing where, like, I don't really think it makes a lot of sense, but it is tradition. Like, my sword is metal, but, uh... Uh, just, just turn into an animal. Okay. Weasel, 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 weasel. I was thinking something a little bit more unassuming, like a bug. Just so I could be unseen and sneak in case there are any other threats. Swarm of bees. (laughs) (laughs) They won't see it coming. How about, like, a spider? Yeah, I've got the stats for a spider right here, so I will wild shape into a tiny little spider. Right. Pile of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you so go down the hallway. Mm-hmm. It is dark, just like living room was, but from the door that the one of the uh, apprentices mentioned, the one that uh, Phil and is supposed to be behind, you can hear muttering, and you can hear scratches like pencils on paper uh can i slip under the door frame you can and inside you see a middle-aged gnome woman she's got long hair uh tan skin she is at her desk and then on a closer inspection you realize she is chained to that desk and Ah. she is frantically scratching it away at a piece of paper and muttering to herself in i don't know if there's a gnomish language but whatever language is native to her Gnomish. It would be gnomish. And, Mm. yeah. And you can tell she doesn't look like she's bathed or slept for about a week. Relatable. (laughs) Um, uh, still as a spider, can I climb up and kind of get a better look at what she's writing? Sure. She's not not looking for anything. She's in no position to really tell that somebody's sneaking out on her. On the piece of paper, you can see the blueprints for what looks like another one of those clockwork monsters. This one is humanoid. Mm. You can see diagrams for it just looks like massive stone slabs attached to either arm. Okay. Um, were there any other doors in this hallway? 
Uh, there were a few. I want to sneak back out and take a look at underneath the other doors as well. And in there you can see other living quarters, a bathroom. Nothing really of interest to report. There's no traps. It's just fill in in her draft room and that's okay. it. Um, so is, uh, is, is Bean coming back? Are we just gonna... I'm sure we can wait I for Bean. Uh, We're waiting. I, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of an awkward waiter. I don't... <laughs> He's I don't, got very little shake. legs. I don't like... I don't, I don't have it. I'm going to take out some tinkering tools. Uh, it'll be fine. I just don't like... I, devil's hand. I mean, idle hands, you know. Devil's hands? <laughs> devil's hands are idle playthings. Yeah, I was making a reference to the Futurama episode of the same name. I don't know what that is. Phyllis' <laughs> uh, door isn't trapped at all. No. Okay. I'll still... I'm going to crawl as a spider underneath her door again. Didn't really need a wild shape. It's fine. I'm going to wild shape back into me. So normal shape. Normal shape. All right. And at first she, even when you shape shift into a half orc right behind her, she doesn't even notice at first. And she looks over her shoulder and goes, what are you doing? What are you doing here? But you have to go. You have, you have, you have to go. Uh, well, um, your brother sent us. If they see you here, you have to go. The dark dwarfs? Yeah. We killed them. How many did you kill? Two? Was one of them wearing plate armor and carrying a flaming lance? No. So the ones that have my wife and our lover are still out there somewhere. Ah. (laughs) Well. So you need to go. Understood. We can find them if you want. We're the knee breakers. We do this sort of thing. You're, you're Pollen's friends. Yes, hi, I'm Kor the One-Tusked, but my friends call me Bean. Hi, I, I'm, I'm Philin, Philin Silverleaf. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's, it's been a hell of a week. It looks like it. Would you like me to, um, try and get those shackles off of you? I've been creating these war machines for those Dwergar for, I don't know how long. Yeah, they, like I said, they've, they've got... Uh, my wife and our boyfriend hostage. If they knew you were here, they might they might kill them. Well, we're not going to let that happen. Um, let me take these chains off of you, um, and then we can get to saving your lovers. Well, That's what we do. One lover, one wife. But yes, thank you. Uh, and so you well, can. Well, your wife can be your lover too. We we like to be very exact in our definitions here. Very true. Anyway, so you get, you can get the chain off mm-hmm. of her. So after a few minutes, Bean comes back to the main living area with Phil and in tow, and the rest of the gnomes have kind of started clearing away some of the rubble to try to rebuild their home. Well, everyone, I thought I would really need to sneak around more than I did, um, but I found Phil in. So was this a Jake or no Jake situation? Just for my edification. It really wouldn't have been benefited either way. I could have walked down that hall. Okay. Better spider than sorry. Yes. Good job, Yana. No. Good no. Job. no, we're not pretending that that's a phrase. No, I, but I like it more than the original, I think. Okay. Is, is this really, really an important conversation right no, now? No, 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 it's not at all. Listen, the Dwergar have Philem's wife and lover. Awesome. I mean, not awesome that they have them. Like, good on your you know, situation. It sounds really healthy. Oh, yeah, we, we tried to foster open communication here. Yeah. But, yeah, as far as I know, uh, there were four Dwaragar who tunneled into our warren. 
So you said the two you fought were the ones with the, the psychic blade, the psionic blades, right? Yes. They're dead. Okay, so those were the, the, the foot soldiers. The leaders are... I think they took took them down into... From whatever tunnel they... The, I can show you the entrance to the tunnel. And they took them somewhere. They also have two of our stone guardians with them. You small folk were taken down by just... Four slightly less small folk. Well, we're, we're, we're not warriors. We're 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 craftsmen. We we make toys. We we had no idea. We were not prepared for this. You don't even have like a clockwork switchblade or anything. I mean, we've got tools, and we we tried to fight, but they're they've got creepy, weird psychic powers. Also. Did not know this. Learned this today. Not today. Like a week ago. Dwergar aren't always little. They oh. can they can get bigger. Much oh. bigger. Like me big? Bigger. Uh, oh. oh. That's very big. Are the other two big? Not always. I don't know. Like they showed up and they were like 10 feet tall and then they were 5 feet tall. But then I saw them 10 feet tall again. They have some sort of size changing power, I think. Oh. But well... We took those two down easy, so I'm sure the other two can't be that difficult. Well, I hope I hope you're right, but they, like I said, they have two stone guardians with them. Do any of you know lightning magic? Oh yeah, got it by the bunchful. Oh okay, good. You're going to need it. Okay, ballful, bagful. I've got the lightning. All right, because I'm gonna give you this. You know, I want you guys to be prepared. Those two stone guardians are, you know, being honest, probably the coolest things I've ever built. <laughs> They're tough, they're strong, and they can repair themselves. So if you hit them with lightning damage, that'll stop the self-repair function. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, oh, also, uh, quiz surname, uh, big fan of your work. I know this isn't the right time. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Paulin mentioned that you, you, you made stuff, and you were in that uh, leatherworking competition, right? Uh, yeah. Did he do so good? I mean, I, I, I heard that uh, somebody, that uh, a Gith Zerai won second place, so that's cool. Yeah, that was me. No, oh, good I job. Second place. Congrats. That wasn't first place. Thank you. I, I'll take the thanks. Yeah, Quiz, you did so good. Oh, also, we're the knee breakers. I said that already. Oh, well, we're the knee breakers. Oh, also, we have a watch from a Lou that... Oh, yeah, would, Lou. I know Lou. Yeah, he, he would dearly like it repaired. You know... While you're rescuing my loved ones, I'll get right on fixing that. How about that? I'm sure it will be a lovely change of pace from designing murder things. That's definitely true. I could I could use something to do that isn't involving death. To the entrance of the cave! Onward! So, Philin leads you back, you know, back down that hallway you found her in, and back, back further in, down some stairs into what's essentially a food cellar, and there is a large hole in the food cellar leading even further down. And it's large enough to fit most people. Moo, you're probably going to have to stoop. Gotcha. But you can you can all fit inside, maybe two to like two aside. Okay, cool. Um before we go in, I would like to cast Pass Without Trace on us. Um which will give you all 
a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks. Nice. Um, so a veil of shadows and silence radiates from around me, uh, masking myself and all of you. How long does it last? Uh, it lasts for one hour, but it is nice. a concentration spell as well, so if I cast mm-hmm. another concentration spell, I'll have to drop it. Yep. Excellent. Cool. All right, so will you all head down? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, so you head down. The tunnel just seems to go on and on and on. Are we... Very sorry. Are we stealthing since you, you cast that? Just in case. Well, I was just about to ask everyone to make a stealth check. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have plus ten, everyone. So Fall. you're probably going to do pretty good. Don't say that. Uh, 21. Or it's, it's an additional plus 10 on yeah, top of your stuff, actually. So. Yeah, I don't know if that'll help, though. I'm at 17. That's good. Yeah, Girl, what are you okay? talking about? Is that okay? Yeah, it's fair. 25. 23. Um, 24. 30. Jeez. Swag. Okay, so you were walking around being very stealthy. And then, Moo, your boot hits something. And you look down, and if you've got dark vision, you can see the telescoping eye stalks of that thing you saw outside. I'm gonna punch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can make an attack roll if you want. Are you punching it? Yeah. Right? I'll, it's. it's there's the no eye, I, I will say, you can only see the eye stalks. It's stuck it out of the ground. I'll grab it. All right. Pull it out of the ground. Okay. Uh, grapple it. In that grapple case, it. Grapple it. What I'm gonna say then is you're gonna we're gonna make a contested roll. So I'll say to yeah, you'll do a strength roll versus its strength roll. I suppose that doesn't okay. make sense. Okay. So you'll probably win that. Don't know about that. I'm at a 19. Uh, it also got a 19. So where does it go to? Ties. Ties go to the runner. So I think that means you win. Okay. All right. So you pull this thing out of the ground. Mm. It's about the size like of like a large dog. Yeah. And it's wriggling around and making screeching noises. And more of those eye stalks come out of the ground, like the tunnel walls. And then you hear a rumbling. So I'd like everybody to make a deck save. Yeah. I have a 14. Nine. A seven. Six. 19. All right, so... Everybody but Quiz. Quiz is going to be taking the full brunt of this. Quiz, you're going to be taking half of this as the rocks start falling. Oh. Rocks, rocks fall, fall everyone, everyone dies. <laughs> I have mold earth. Can that do something? Yeah, you can create to a get six out. foot or five foot amount out of the. You could probably get out of it faster afterwards. I, yeah. Alright, so that's 12 damage to all of you and 6 damage to Quiz. That's not too bad. It's good. And, yeah, so now the tunnel is like, you're essentially you're all up to your waists in rubble. Gross. And the uh, brown bronze scout, as what its name is, was just crushed under the rocks. Oh. Along with all the other ones. Okay. They essentially sacrificed themselves to cause that cave in. I'm just gonna move rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm... Mold Earth is a cantrip, so... Yeah, I will kind of take my boar's tusk and just dig it into the dirt, and then suddenly just a five-foot cube is just away from myself and whoever is in a five-foot cube around me as well. Uh, Quiz uh, puts his hands up and closes his hands like a toddler wanting to be picked up by an adult. Mm. And just goes, a uh, little help over here. I, I don't... I'm not... Strong enough to pull myself. I yeah, don't want to waste my potent magics on something as small as this. So uh, I catch you, Mold Earth again. It's a cantrip. It's no, Moo, no. I want to pull him you out. Got it? Yep, okay. I got it. Ugh. Thank you. Yep, that's some good foley work. Yeah, I, I really appreciate uh, 
I don't say this enough, but I love you. Good. Like a friend, you know. I don't, yeah, not, I know. It's not I a declaration that. of, no, I of romantic yeah. love. I don't love you enough for that. No. Oh, are we all telling each other we love each other? I know. Well, no, well, well, let's we're not. We're let's not. not. This, <laughs> is hey. a, this is a personal moment. It's fine. I love you too, Bean. I love all of you. Yeah. Okay, we should go rescue some people. <laughs> I love them too. So, after you get out of the rubble, uh, you eventually emerge into a larger cavern. Cool. In, you know, not very far away, you see a small squat building. It looks pretty dilapidated, but the ruined spires and the remains of spider frescoes on the wall mark it as a drow construction. But cool. it's been pretty clear this thing hasn't been used by the drow in a long time. But you can see the light of a fire coming from the central courtyard through an archway. What do you do? Stealth it up. Stealth yes. it up. Pass without trace is still in effect. Yep. Okay. Stealth that shit. So make stealth checks yep. to get to the get to the door. <laughs> Second verse. Nineteen. Twenty-three. Thirty again. Fourteen. Thirteen. You get up to the entrance to the doorway and without and there don't seem to cause any sort of ruckus. If you peek the pat like around the uh, guardway, you see Two more Duragar. Uh, they're both women. Uh, one of them has her white hair is in like a very spiky mohawk. She's wearing chainmail armor and is got a shield and a javelin strapped to her back and a sword on her hip. The other one is completely bald and she's wearing heavy plate armor and leaning like just kind of stuck into the ground is a lance with several odd kind of contraptions attached to it you do not see uh the stone guardians however what should we do guys well the one with the plate mail and the lance is the the leader i think okay do we see the gnomish prisoners anywhere uh you do not you do see several towers where they could be held however okay okay um, well, we can try stealthing first up to find the uh, prisoners, the people. I'm up for that. All right. So the nearest tower is about, let's say, 40 feet away. Okay. So let's see if your shadowy thing can kind of sneak around the edge of the firelight to get there. Okay. More stealth? More yep. stealth. More All stealth. Right. Beautiful. 24. 38. What did you say? 30. 13. 30. Right. Third time. All right, that's still enough to beat their passive perception. So the two Dorgar, you know, kind of sit around the fire. One of them is eating something out of bowl. You can't tell what. You get to what's remained of this tower. And if you look into the door, you see two gnomes chained to each, like chained to the walls. They've got, uh, like, their mouths are covered by uh, pieces of cloth. But they don't seem harmed. And they, are, like, look at you as you come in, and they go, like, We're here to help. <laughs> to pick the locks on these without setting off an alarm might be a sleight of hand roll, if mm. anyone is. Does anyone have lock picking kit? I have thieves tools, and I am proficient in that. Okay. Mm. There you go. Masika is going to keep her attention away from the door, so I'm f- focused in case... We get snuck up on. Okay. Stay with the move. Speed will also keep a lookout. Uh, yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yep, that's enough to do it. So you pick the locks on their chains and get them off of the wall. And they remove their gags. And they're like, oh my god, 
I don't know who you people are, but we, we owe you our lives. Did did is feeling all right? Is feeling all right? Says the girl now. Feeling is fine. Paul and her brother sent us. Oh, he's always so thoughtful. Yeah. So did you did you kill the the guards? Not That's yet. Our next step. We oh. wanted you to get out and run first. Oh, um, so we'd like have to go past them. Is there a window? You no, could, there's not a window. You can also stay here while we fight them and... That, that sounds like a better idea to us. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. If, and if they're sufficiently distracted, you could try to run past while we're fighting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll try that. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. All okay. right, uh, let's uh, stay hidden and sling some attacks at these guys and try to surprise them. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So surprise means you guys roll initiative and then they'd roll initiative after that. Is that right? Or Everyone rolls initiative at the same time, but, but they don't round. act on their first round of initiative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me draw up a map and put everybody where you see them. Yep. All right. So arrange yourselves as you please. Okay. How do people want to sit or stand? Where are we? Um, by the tower. Um, right. Yeah, Bean's are by we, the door. Are we inside the tower? Yes. 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 Bean... Is by the door, so is I would Mo. also be pretty close to the door. Yeah, I'm gonna... Where are you? There you are. Ray, where would you like Yoana to be? Yoana will be next to Quiss because she is going to cast Death Ward on him. What does that look like? Yoana puts her hands on Quiss again and goes, It will be slightly less gross this time, I promise. Shadow, like, falls over you and then kind of dissipates outward. Oh, this isn't nominally weird at all. You will thank me when you are alive, provided that is what the Raven Queen desires. Oh, sick. <laughs> Very sick. No, I hope I don't get that and die. You are in, in, in fact, good health. Mm. Cool. <laughs> roll stealth. Yeah, let's roll some stealth. Mm-hmm. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. All of their passive perception is 10, so I think you automatically oh, succeed. Well, oh, yeah, you well, go. there you go. It's impossible. Unless you get a roll of one, I think that means you you, you get it. Well, let, let's roll just in case. Yeah, so. Yeah. I got a 16, so. I got a 16, yeah. Yeah, we're all good. We're all, we're all, good. all golden. I got 20. Unnatural 20. All right, cool. So you guys can, as long as you're not, like, in this kind of circle of firelight here, you can position yourself how you like. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, we should move ourselves. Okay. Yeah. We can so this isn't closer. part of combat yet. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to move just right behind this person. Who is... Well, I mean, no. You moved yourself somewhere close, you, you, but not next I to think... them. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to move right Back there. there. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who is... Which... Um, uh, so this is, is the one it, with the sword. This is the one with the lance. Okay, okay. so I'm going to move... One, two, three, four, five, twenty-five feet right behind the person, right behind the dwarf guard with the sword. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bean's Move. gonna stand just outside the door of the tower, right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be diagonal from Bean. Kitty corner. Uh, like right here? Uh, no, although I mean here. diagonal. Yeah, thank you. Oh. thank you. Thank you, Megan. Yep. You said it's a twenty-foot radius firelight. Yeah. I think Ioana's gonna go to the space in between Quiss and Bean. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to be pretty close to Moo. Cool. Can you put Bean on like an actual square? Just for my edification. That's fine. Alright. Alright, we positioned ourselves. Alright. Actually, can you move me to the square that is uh, that one right there? Thank you. Just so we're not all clumped together in case they have like. 
fireball or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know how oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Things. Right. Let's roll some initiative. Cool. Yay. Hecka. Ooh. Uh oh. Oh, just. They don't sound too good. Is that bad for us or bad for the dice? We'll uh, see. It sounded like bad for the dice. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, let's go around and just tell me what your what your initiative scores were. Uh, Quiz is at fifteen. Moo is at eighteen. Masako is at nine. Bean is bringing it up at nineteen. Nice. Joanna's at three. <laughs> All right. So we can start a surprise round, starting with Bean. Uh, Bean is going to cast a uh, frostbite at the uh, sword haver. I didn't describe what this looked like last time. Bean holds his boar tusk, which you kind of see gloss over with a layer of ice, which he then wipes off the tusk and throws it back and flicks it off of his fingers uh, towards the Dwargar. Is that an attack or a... It's an attack. No, it's a saving throw. All right, what's... It's constitution, which they're probably good at. Oops. Oh, well. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> they could roll badly. Mm-hmm. Nope. Na- uh, natural 20 on that. <laughs> so, do uh, still take damage? Um, no. Does anything happen when it's... No. I have made a mistake in casting this spell. Oh, well. All right, Nothing so, happens. So it did, fails. The Dwargar's just like, a little chilly in here. <laughs> <laughs> real breeze. Going the fire going out? Put some more logs on. <laughs> Alright, next up is Moo. Okay, uh, Moo's gonna use the one of the four javelins that she has, and she's she's gonna throw it at the rogue guard with the sword. Okay. You can also just run up and hit him. I could. You could. But then I'm, I still have not healed. <laughs> I'm so You're a barbarian. You're You'll at 60 health. You're okay. Fine. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'm at 36. As a bonus, as a bonus actually, I'm going to go into rage. Okay. So I'm at two times now. And everyone in a 10-foot radius of me will get three temporary HP. Heck yes. Ooh. So, yeah, it was just being a massacre. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I have three temp HP. Yep. I dig it. So do I. Okay. And I'm gonna run up there, right behind this guy, with a sword, and swing at him with my great sword. Okay. Go for it. At her. At her. I am at a 16. That's not enough to do it. Of course not. I should attack. <laughs> nope, definitely not. Never yeah. mind. So the Dwergar, after like feeling some sort of magical tingle at her spine, <laughs> sees you coming and just at the last minute gets her shield up to block both of your strikes. Yep, that's fine. All right, next up is Quiz. <coughs> it's my turn. Uh, he's going to press some uh, buttons on his arm guard. It's kind of like an, a typewriter in effect, and he's just going to like go like. One 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 on it, and then he's going to cast magic missile, uh, and so like three just darts, uh, and they're actually gonna be like physical darts that are just glowing with some ethereal energy. Are just going to like two are going to poofed into the one with the lance, and one is going to poofed into the one with the sword. All right. So well, the three two, the first two are going to be thrown with the lance. Uh, it's Four plus one, so five, six, seven, eight, nine towards the one with the lance. And yes. And then three to the one with the sword. Your magic missiles strike them both squarely in the chest and they stagger back in pain. Alright, next up is Mosca. I am going to cast use a bonus action to cast Divine Favor. And then I am going to move up 
next to the one with the sword. Mm-hmm. And I will strike twice. That is a 28. That will do it. 12 damage. Oof. And then I will do another strike. And that one misses. So I just take my battle axe and I probably swing from the side and get it right into, like, right between a chink in their armor, probably, at, like, around the waist. Mm-hmm. And then I am like, yeah, I've got time to do another attack, but I did it pretty well. So I'm like, oh, wait, gotta <laughs> get it out. <laughs> like, would you you'd like some help with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is Yoana. So Yoana's going to move a little bit closer. And she is going to prick her finger on her dragon scale armor and cast Bane on the Dwergar. Which one? Both of them. Oh, shit. And what does that do? So they have to pass a charisma saving throw. And if they fail for the next minute, they will have to, every time they make an attack or a saving throw, subtract a d4 that they roll from that. Okay, so they have to make that save now? They have to make the save now, and then if they fail, that will happen for the next minute. Okay, so they've got advantage, but they also, charisma is not their strong suit. Uh, will a 15 fit, uh, pass it? Yes. Alright, so that was for the one with the sword, now with the one with the lance. I uh, also got a 15. Okay, so Yoana just kind of flicks her blood at them, and nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> That's the peril of saving throws, man. Yeah, yeah. our resilience, man. It'll get you. All right, now we're back up at the top of the initiative order with Bean again. All right, Bean is going to move up uh, to Moo. Right there? Yep. Uh, he's going to kiss his tusk mm. and uh, just touch the tusk to your shoulder, mm. um, and cast guidance on you cool. um so you'll have an additional 1d4 to your rolls yay for how long uh for a minute i believe to any rolls uh just once oh just once oh just once thank you i think so i think you use it up like you have that d4 to add to anything you want but once you use it up it's gone okay can yeah, i Yeah, once before the spell ends the target can't add d4 and add the number all right cool 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 um and then uh do i have any movement left after that um, yes you did your shoes are here yeah, you should. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move back. <laughs> move straight back? Yeah. Move. You're, you're up. I'm going to try and sling at the dwarf guard with the sword. I'm going to, since you're new to d and I'm going to slightly meta flanking the thing. Oh, yeah, so if you were to move... Yeah, over... if you were to move right here, you'd get advantage on your attacks because we'd be flanking him. Uh, her. 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 Yeah, yeah, I said... I'll allow it. Okay. Okay, right, okay. So you get So that means you have advantage on the attack, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I have a 26. Good. <laughs> yep, that beats that beats her AC. <laughs> okay, so that allows me to roll 2d6 for my great sword. Oh my god. 9 plus 2, 11 damage in total. Okay. And then I will use my extra attack to do so again. Wait, do I still have... You still yes, have you advantage. still have advantage. Uh, that puts me at 22. Yeah. Nice. Oh, you're fine. I snake guys. Two, did I still get the modifier on this? Yes, you still get the modifier. Okay, two, six, eight in total for, for the second strike. All right, so this dwarf is not looking very hot. <laughs> She's lost a lot of blood in a very, very short amount of time. In about uh, maybe like eight seconds. <laughs> she hasn't gotten to do anything yep. yet. All right, Quiz, your turn. Well, I can't do 
what I wanted to do because there's so many people in the way. Um, <laughs> uh, That's why Bean moved. Yeah. Quiz is going to move. Uh, can you yep. move me right in front of the lance? I'm just going to listen. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I guess better now than ever. And uh, he's going to reveal uh, a part of his armor that he kept hidden. And he's just going to like, like unclasp some cloth on his uh, leather armor and reveal a dial that has a question mark uh, <laughs> tag shown into it uh, that he uh, hadn't you know shown before, and he just like clicks it, and then all of a sudden a bunch of like dials on his uh, armor just go like a bunch of buttons go up and down, and presses it, and he's going to use. Uh, his uh, reckless casting uh, feature of his school of uh, inventor, nice. which means uh, if I spend a spell slot, I can roll a d10 and it'll cast a uh, spell from that list. And I'm going to spend a third level spell slot on that. this. So who knows what's going to happen? Yay. I certainly don't. Uh, let me roll a d10. Uh, it's a nine. nine. And so on a nine, he casts. Stinking cloud. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's a stinking out. cloud. I stinking don't cloud. know because I didn't have it in my spells because I'm not putting all ten of these spells for each spell slot. Pretty much he farts and they go, ugh. Yeah, so <laughs> I create a 20-foot radius sphere of yellow nauseating gas centered on a point within range. The cloud spreads around corners. Its area is heavily obscured. Each creature that is completely within the cloud at the start of its turn must make a constitution saving throw against poison. Oh, they're dwarves. Uh, <laughs> on a failed save, the creature spends its action that turn retching and reeling. Creatures that don't need to breathe are immune to poison automatically succeed on the saving throw. I don't know if they're immune, but... Alright, and you centered it on the lance person, right? Yes. So, so that's both of the Dwergar plus Moo <laughs> and plus Quiss. Yes. What, what or plus... Mosca. Mosca. Yeah. Mosca, I'm sorry. What... What are, what are we saying again? Uh, that's only it's uh, Constitution saving throw. Constitution. Yeah. You're good at that. So on the start of its turn. On the start. Oh, of its on the start of its turn. Yeah. Okay. So he just like all you just hear is like. <laughs> so it, like it like gets all riled up and like his armor like gets to like a fever pitch and yeah. then you just hear. And then everything like calms like turns down and then you just see a wave of yellow gas come forward from his armor and just develop everyone in this melee. Oh, boy. And it's like, I didn't mean to do that. Moo right. just gives you a thumbs, a thumbs up. It's stinky. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Masuka, make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Masuka doesn't have to. Why not? She's immune to poison. Fuck. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And it doesn't affect things that are immune to poison? Yes. They, don't, they automatically succeed. On She's fine. She's yeah. like... That looks like it must be gross. Yes, it is. And then she's gonna make an attack. Kill her. Kill, kill, kill her. Kill, kill her. Uh, so that is a 28. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, you've ruined my game. Damage isn't that great, though. You broke my dwarf puzzle. Uh, that is... <laughs> He's brute forced it. Eight slashing damage. Uh, yeah, she dies. Oh, Whoa. okay. Well, Whoa. then I'm going to use my movement to move over to the other <laughs> and make my second attack. Oh, dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the second round of initiative, right? Yeah, okay. yeah so they get to, so... 
It's okay. Oh. That attack misses. That's an 11. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. So now, finally, it is the remaining Dwergar's turn. <laughs> but she needs to make a constitution saving throw first. Yes. Your friend is dead and the air is stinky. <laughs> Die. Uh, I'm assuming a 21 works. Oh, yeah. Actually, my spell DC is 25. All right. That was a good joke. I don't know. She growls something angry in Dwarvish, picks up her lance, and then begins to grow. Well, make my Dwarvish. And I'm going to say that she grow. just pushes you back with the action. There's not really a thing there. So this is her now. <laughs> oh. Ooh, it's listeners. Big. She's a the thing. mini has been replaced. By yep, it. so now she is about the size of an ogre. Okay. And all of her equipment grew with her, including that big old lance of hers. Oh no. And she is going to attempt to stab you with it. Me? Oh, Fair yes, enough. You. Me, Masika? Mm-hmm. Attack me, Masika? Mama say, Mama say, Mama. <laughs> Does a uh, 19 hit your AC? <laughs> oh shit, that just hits. Alright, so that does. 23 damage. 23 damage. Oh, piercing? Plus, oh, wait, that doesn't matter. Plus an additional three fire damage. Woo! So 23. 26 have, damage? 26 yeah. damage in total. You also have three total HP, too. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, thank God. Doesn't Aren't really... you glad you got the drop on these guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We killed one off right at, right at the bat. Thank God. Guess do you what wanna... I gotta remember to do next round? I do gotta wanna... remember to lay on hands. <laughs> do you want a potion of healing? I have four. Oh, I also have some healing potions. Yeah. I, I also have some plans of Bruin to assist. Alright. So, next up, part of the castle wall shifts and moves. Oh, God. And what had once seemed just like a pile of rubble turns into a stone guardian. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it walks up to Joanna. Oh, no. oh no. And takes one of its big rock-covered arms mm. and attempts to slam her with it. Joanna, oh. make way. Make way. <laughs> uh, that is an 18. It's a hit. Ooh, it rolled max damage. <gasps> so that's 16 bludgeoning damage and you are knocked prone. I love it. Someone knock that mini over. The good news is it's your turn now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get up. Ew. So I get up. <laughs> Which is Someone half, pick that. Yeah, it's half your movement. Half your movement. Um, <laughs> run away. Well, if you run, it can hit you again. No. <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna do. First thing, Joanna is going to cast Cure Wounds on herself. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Better than nothing. Yeah. I am now back up to 18 HP. And then I am going to cast Healing Word, which is a bonus on Masika. (laughs) And that'll be... Oh, and I'm going to cast it at second level. (gasps) My friend. (laughs) And so that is going to be seven points. Nice. And then I flip off. The the stone rocky metal man. Great. And as you do that, <laughs> another one emerges from the castle wall. <laughs> yeah. Right there. And it just oh, takes right its big Quiz. mechanical hand and gives a big old backhand to Quiss. Quiss is gonna die. No. Because <laughs> I helped. Uh, ah! That's a uh, 14. Uh, that misses. Alright, nice. so it goes right over your head and pulverizes the stone wall, mm-hmm. but it misses and so it does not hit. All right, now it is Bean's turn again. 
<laughs> well, I do have one fourth level spell slot and one fourth level spell, which is polymorph. Well, mm-hmm. that's a good time to use it. Yeah. But on whomst? <laughs> no, I mean, they've already taken some damage, though. We don't Fair. know how hard it is to hit the... Yeah. Hit the uh, and I'm also guessing guys. the stone constructs don't have very good wisdom stats, which is this, what the saving throw is. Fair they don't have wisdom, but as you'll recall, the construct you fought earlier did have... Uh, did have resistance to magical effects as oh, well. Oh, shit. Hmm. But so did the Dwargar, don't they? Oh, yeah, the Dwargar also have resistance, so... Yeah, so- Everyone has resistance. Okay, I'm just going to cast it on the um, stone creature closest to me. Okay. Must make a wisdom saving throw. What do you want to turn it to? A chicken. (laughs) And there isn't any stipulation that it has to be a living creature, right? You can be a dead cat. The spell transforms a creature you can see within range into a new form. Yeah, okay. So it doesn't matter if it's mechanical or not. Yep. Cool. It's got a six. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it into a chicken. (laughs) <laughs> all right so the the stone guardian shrinks and changes and turns into a small realistic clockwork chicken oh kill it and it kind of makes a little tin a few tinny box <laughs> the chicken ah good job well i did my part for this encounter see you guys <laughs> later <laughs> that's my turn i'll stay where i am all right cool. uh quiz your turn yes quiz is time Tis Quiz's time. I just realized Moo should have made a poison saving throw, but it's too late for that now. Because of Stinking Cloud. Oh, yeah. wait, no. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, it is. So it is your turn now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I oh. said Quiz and this immediately skipped over you. Oh. It is your turn now. now make a make saving, saving throw. throw. Yeah, I'm saving. saving throw. Oh, not good. 24. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You save. Cool. Okay. I'm going to move towards Quiz and the Stone Guardian that okay. appeared next to Quiz. Okay. Flank. Flank. And you have enough movement to pull that off. Yes, I do. Okay, so I am now currently flanking the Stone Guardian. Yep. And I will attack. Okay. With my greatsword. And yeah, it is silvered, so you're good. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. you also get three temp HP, by the way. If you haven't had, if you didn't have it already. No, I didn't. That's a four. Don't think I make it. I I hit eleven. All right, your sword strikes ricochet harmlessly off of the big stone slabs it has on its arms. Yeah, and I'll make the extra attack. Which is 21. That'll do it. Yay! You have advantage still, so? You I mean, could crit. In, case you, want to in crit. case you get a net 20. I do not. Okay. Uh, roll 2d6. Oh, I got a 16 on that one. 16 plus 2, 18 damage in total. That next strike kind of strikes true and gets into the metal chassis of its chest, mm. and you feel some gears kind of clank against your sword before you pull it out. Cool. Alright, now it is Quiz's turn. Uh, Quiz is going to, um, once again, uh, and then some uh, lightning is going to arch from uh, the top of his head to his hands, and he's going to uh, shocking grasp uh, this uh, stone guardian, and it's a melee spell attack, so I assume I still get uh, advantage on the attack. I think so. Because it's a melee spell attack. It, but it stands I to reason because you're trying to slap. As long as it's melee, yeah, I you're think slapping it with your hands. Yeah. So. Boop. so that's a twenty. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. That's the same. Uh, yeah. So it will deal one d ten. Yes. One no one d eight. Oh Electric or lightning damage. And it can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. So real quick. Vulnerability. Does that mean you roll double dice or it just doubles the damage? Good question. Yeah, look that up. Let's see if you can get there first. 
Uh, it's a uh, damage of that type is doubled. Okay, so, so nice. if so I roll it and then... You roll it and then double the result. Yep. Four. Okay, So fine. it takes eight damage. Oh, no, it's... it's four, four is doubled. Yeah, I doubled it already. Oh, okay. So it just takes four. All right, Masaka. Staring down a giant dwarf. <laughs> I am going to just keep staring at it, and I'm going to cast Armor of Agas- Agathus on myself at level two. Okay. What does that do? So I am going to raise my shield, hit it with my battle axe as it shakes with the ringing of it. A spectral frost covers my body and I just glare it down and I gain temp HP. Nice. And then if it hits me, it takes damage. Nice. Nice. And, and that is my turn. She sees you did something there. And I gotta check something real quick because I need to figure out how cones work. You eat oh, them. Boy. Oh boy! You put ice cream in it. <laughs> so she's gonna turn around, oh, no. point the lance at you and the stone, you two and the stone guardian. You two meaning Quiss uh, and yeah. Moo, mm-hmm. and just a spray of fire is gonna come out of the tip and hit all three of you. Why always me? <laughs> so that's going to be. So I need everyone to make a. Dex throw. Not nice. I rolled a 13. Mm-hmm. 21. All right, so, and probably all three of you, including the <laughs> robot, dodge out of the way of this. So you're only going to take half damage mm-hmm. of this, so which is going to be. So that's uh, just four damage each. Oh, cool. Does it go to my temp HP first? Yes. yes. Okay, so I technically only take one. Yay. It is. The chicken's turn. <laughs> what does the chicken do? Come at me. The, so when something is polymorphed, it just acts like a normal thing of that animal, right? Yes. Yep. So it just kind of scratches in the dirt yeah. <laughs> and doesn't do anything else. Aww. Oh, well, it retains its alignment and personality. <laughs> it's a but it has the intelligence of a chicken. Of a chicken. Well, yeah. to be fair, it was a robot, so I guess it wasn't have that much intelligence to begin with. Mm. Can chickens make attacks? Chickens will fight a people. But uh, in the game, can no. they? Chicken <laughs> stats. 5e. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's going to peck at Joanna's leg and it does nothing. <laughs> it's a chicken. It's a chicken. Look at all these chickens. <laughs> all right, Joanna, your turn. Will I provoke an attack of opportunity if I walk away from the chicken? <laughs> You'll get a vicious pecking in the shin. You should, uh, I'll live with that. You should still hit it. Polymorph lasts for an hour no. and it will revert hmm? back. Don't hit it. Don't hit it? Because yeah. then it'll turn back into the stone guardian. Will it? Yes. yes. Oh, shit. Oh, maybe you can get it in one shot. How many hit points? Well, no, because no. if you kill it, that's then it, fair. Re- it's yeah. like you in beast shape. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about There's a second page to my spell sheet that I didn't read. <laughs> So I'll, I'll leave that for now, and I'll go over, uh, can you put me, like, three squares towards Quiz and Moo? Boop. I am going to cast Beacon of Hope. With that, I can target, wi- within the 30-foot range, I can pick who to target. Mm. So I'm going to target Quiz, Moo, and myself. The three of us will get advantage on wisdom and death throws, and... Whenever we are healed, we will regain the max number of dice. Nice. And <laughs> some more. So stuff. many, so many good. Mm-hmm. So many things. Mm-mm-mm. Which of you two is looking more beat the fuck up? Me, always me. Always you. Definitely quiz. Always quiz. 
<laughs> so, Here, but then you say that and you keep on healing Quiz and then not healing Moo, and before you know it, Moo's gonna be at like one hit point. No, I have okay. potions. Though. It's okay, Mosca's gonna die. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm going to cast as a bonus, uh, first level normal healing word oh, on okay. Quiz. Nice. So you don't even need to roll because it automatically. Oh yeah, right, it's automatically so it's on, so that's automatically going to be seven. Nice. Nice. Good combo. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. Right. Dig it. And you're going to need that HP because <laughs> the, the stone guardian wheels around on you again and oh, tries really? to slap you again with it because, slap you again because Ow. since you zapped him, Ow. he's not happy about it. Fair enough. That's a, a 15. Uh, that would hit, except I am a Gitzerai, and once per long rest, uh, Gitzerai can cast shield on themselves using their telekinetic powers nice. uh, without a spell slot and shield will give the uh, plus five bonus to AC for an attack as a reaction. All right. So he's going to throw up his hands like like two-handed, like overheaded bash down and it's like, oh god, and throw up his hands and then the telekinetic shield comes up like instinctually and hits it. Moo's going to yell at you and say, I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> Me too! (laughs) Back at the top of the initiative order is Bean. All right. You're so close to the chicken. I am very close to the chicken. I can't cast any more concentration spells because that will break my concentration on polymorph. Yep. Um, I will wild shape into... (laughs) A killer whale. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Splash. (laughs) You know, I will go on theme, I think. Uh, and turn into a giant boar. Yeah. Yay. Nice. A one-tusked giant boar, which I can do as a bonus action because mm-hmm. I'm Circle of the Moon. Um, so I'll take my movement to run on up to the giant dwergar. Yeah. Don't put her in the fire, though. Yeah, Please gonna... don't put me in the fire. Right there, no. And then I will make a tusk attack. All right. Tusk attack away. <laughs> tusk attack away. You got it. Plus five to hit, five foot reach. 18. That just gets it. That's all 18. And I do 2d6 slashing damage, if that matters. Ooh. Wow. Uh, plus 3 on that. So 11 plus 3 is 14. Ooh. Yeah, so you get like the tusk like right under a gap in her armor. Gets deep into her side and you get some blood squirting out. And she bellows in agony and like stumbles a bit and kind of like drops to one knee for a second but stands up again. She is not looking good at all. Alright, nice. Next up, Moo. I'm up next. I'm gonna swing at the the, uh, the Stone Guardian. Mm-hmm. 25 to hit. That does it. 7 plus 4, 11 plus 2, 13 in total. Alright. And then I will use my extra attack as well. Uh, that puts me at 21. Yep. 13, 15 damage in total. Alright, you slash its mechanical head off. <laughs> and the body like turns to you for a second and then collapses to his knees and fell fall to the ground destroyed. Yay! Quiz. All that's left is a mechanical chicken and a <laughs> giant dwarf. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Okay. Well, I'm gonna spend my fourth level spell slot. Uh, <laughs> he's going to probably 
hit a uh, another dial, uh, and then a skull is going to appear. Uh, Out of where? I'm, I'm not like a real skull. <laughs> I just meant like a skull is going to appear on like a little like image on his armor, and he is going to press a couple buttons on his arm thing, and then he's gonna hum, and then the skull is going to get red eyes on the thing. Yeah. Uh, so he is going to cast blight on this. Uh, uh, Dorgar, and he's going to add his alchemical casting to it, so he can spend a second level spell slot on top of a uh, spell to add 1d10 force damage to uh, any spell automatically. Oh, okay. So, uh, it has to make a constitution saving throw uh, against my spell save of 15. Alright, and does it take damage even if it, uh... even if it fails? So... Alright, so chances are this is almost definitely going to kill it, but... Oh, yeah. nice. Do it. Alright, so it failed. Okay, it failed. Okay, so it does 8d8 necrotic damage plus 1d10. Okay, it's dead. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I want to see the roll for this. Yes, does it have more than 9 HP? No. (laughs) Like, you could literally roll all ones and she would still. 1, 4, 5, 10, 13, 21. Uh, I kill her. Okay. Her flesh just withers up, and she screams in agony as her entire body like rots and turns to dust, leaving only her clothes, her magically enlarged clothes, and the fire lance behind. And so, yeah, so long as you don't let the chicken out, <laughs> I am going to go up and take the chicken. I'm going to take the fire lance. So the fire lance right now is about like twenty feet long. I'm sticking it. Okay, so you're. Does anyone have enlarge reduce? Listen, I just killed that thing, so I'm this. Carry, is, I'm gonna carry like this. Like I'm gonna hold this straight above my head. I'm still oh. a boar. I can't talk. <laughs> All right, and the gnomes kind of peek out of the tower and go, "Oh my god, that was brutal!" <laughs> Holy crap! You're safe now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We all owe you our lives. If this chicken becomes a stone guardian again, will it? do evil the female gnome goes i'm 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 not the mechanic here but i'll talk to Philin. maybe we can reprogram it while it's still a chicken <laughs> so that way it won't attack us when it reverts to its stone guardian form uh ingenious Beaton turns back into a half orc a person shape um, and he'll say well you've got about uh probably like uh 59 minutes until it turns back into <laughs> a into a, a construct again we'd better get back to the warren then yep you guys return to the warren uh with the hostages in tow and a mechanical chicken uh after a bit of tickering think Philin says so i've rigged this thing so it's a mechanical chicken forever now so if Ooh. you guys want to like keep it <gasps> oh. oh, I'm conflicted. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, like, Quiz gives Bina, like, look, it's like, you were excited for one second. <laughs> Do you know what that means? You have to apologize to Jake. I feel like that's where we should end it. <laughs> we did it. The end. This is yeah. good. Great job, guys. Hey, that was really fun. Great job, Noah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah, and thank you to Wizards of the Coast for including us in this awesome, awesome project, and thank you to all the other podcasts who are also participating. You guys are awesome. We hope to see you again when we play D&D and other awesome tabletop RPGs. Yay! Yay! And we love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. 
Tabletop Potluck's theme music was composed by Riley Allen. To hear more episodes, visit tabletoppotluck.libsyn.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like us, you love us, and you want some more of us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle Tabletop Potluck. And thank you to all the listeners out there for sitting at our table.